Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cody Trout Pod. Today is something of an artist special. I have two of my friends here who are artists in many different mediums and in many different ways, and we're going to get into all the hilarity, all the trials, all the tribulations, the glory, and the failures of what being an artist in any capacity is. But I think before that, I have a very, very important question about another famous artist. So... About 80 years ago, there was another famous artist named Adolf Hitler, and he failed as an artist. And because he failed as an artist, he decided to kill millions of people. And I want you both to make me a promise right now Mm -hmm. that if you fail as artists, you will not kill millions of people. Do I have your word? You have my word. You have my word. Wow. Two for two. I really... I, I had I a hesitated feeling, for a second. I, was, I had a feeling Zonley was not going to commit murder. I had my doubts. I thought, <laughs> Jack, I, the thought quiet you, ones. I thought you might, be, <laughs> might get a little angry. So that makes me feel a lot better. And now morally, I can continue with this episode. Beautiful. So me, tomorrow, when I'm editing, roll the intro music. I'm Cody Troutman. And this is my podcast. The Cody Trout Pod. Cody Trout Pod. Mm. That beautiful intro video that you saw, if you're watching the video version, was actually shot and edited by this man right here, Jack Dyer. Hey. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on, Yay. Cody. Big fan, <laughs> long-time viewer. Uh, it's just an honor to be here to sit in between two great uh, great <laughs> individuals. You know, I'm just I'm excited. Well, this is a... Uh, I'm a little starstruck right now. You know, you, you've made so many great projects. Your crowning achievement, obviously, my video of intro. Course, but there's course. there's been a lot of big achievements. So this is Jack to my immediate right. To his right is Zonley. And Zonley, I wouldn't even know. This is what I, I want you guys to do because I'm also curious when people ask you what you do for a living, what you tell them. So in like if I just asked you, hey, you know, what do you do? Because you do so many things, you know, for context – Zonley paints, he does tattoos, sculptures, uh, large art installations that I wouldn't even know what medium to classify in, also makes music, writes, sings, a lot of different things. And so I'm curious, if somebody asks you, you know, what do you do? Like, what do you tell them? What's their reaction? How does that even go? Right. So usually, you know, if someone asks what I do, I just tell them uh, that I'm an artist and then obviously get down into the specifics of, (laughs) you know, I tattoo, I paint, make music, we do sculptures, you know, paint live. It's just the live paintings, you know, just full spectrum. I'm an artist to the core Mm -hmm. and that's, that's who I am, man. So have you always been, because I think that's something that like, we've been friends for a long time, but I don't know if I've ever like... We've talked about like maybe you becoming an artist, but did you always know it was what you wanted to do? Because I remember there was a time that like you had a scholarship to play college baseball and had other options. What made mm-hmm. you like say like no, I'm gonna be a creative? Um, well, you know, I'd done art my whole life, but I never knew that it would be like a professional gig for me. Yeah, uh, I was really focused on sports when I was growing up, and like you said, you know, I went to play uh, baseball um, in college, and um, you know, college just opened up my eyes and it was, it's very, uh, very serious when you start paying for school, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is serious. No, you're paying for it. You know what I'm saying? You're invested (laughs) in it a little bit differently. And you're thinking uh, about like return on investment at that point, instead of just mm -hmm. like, I mean, I got to go to school. I got to, you know, go to high school. They're going to throw my parents in jail. It's like, all right, am I, am I really getting what I'm paying for at that point? You know? And, uh, I mean, I took it serious, man. I, that was the, 
college is when I really focused in. I my one year that I was in it, you know, yeah. I had like a three point eight GPA, the oh, highest yeah. GPA on the we're baseball smart, team, you know. Okay. But I was like, you know, I was hustling. I was staying up late. I was doing, you know, work, and I was still doing art at the same time. At the time, I was drawing on uh, all white vans, so I was doing customized shoes. Oh yeah. And so I already knew that there was like potential there that I could make money off of it. But uh, it was when I was supposed to return. Uh, it was two weeks before I was supposed to return for training uh, for my sophomore year. I started tattooing. Mm. And that first night, that first tattoo, I was like, I could do this. You yeah. Know? It was, it just clicked in my head and, you know, with my cousin that was there, Lance, uh, that's who I tattooed. And, um, he's like, bro, you could do this. I'm like, I can do this. And I did another tattoo the next day and oh, another shit. tattoo the next day. Were these people like paying you for it or was it just like, no, hey, these were, learn, these like... were people that just like, bro, I trust you. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, I know you could draw, I know you could do it. So just fuck it tattoo me and I tattooed him in my bedroom and uh I called my coach the next week and I told him I had to give up my scholarship and I needed to make that jump so what a bet on yourself that's pretty cool like because that's what I was wondering was it like was there a defining moment or was it just like oh I'm plodding along it's like so there was that was the moment but there was a moment yeah that changed my life forever wow Mm -hmm. that's it that's intense I got a little like gave up the scholarship yeah damn Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) well yeah they they paid him yeah he was like listen I'm not coming back so if you guys got his receipts you guys just cash me out I think that's how it works like if you get a scholarship and you decide not to play they just cash you out and kind of pay you the rest of the value oh shit man wouldn't that be crazy that SMU offer you know that would be Might awesome if it worked like that. Of some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick if it worked like that. You get a full uh, ride to play yeah. like Division One football. Yeah. After a week, you're like, just cash me out. Just, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'll take that hundred grand. <laughs> I can do. We can do Zelle, Venmo, <laughs> Cash anyway, App. Buy, any of them are fine. PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bars of gold, Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Any of Popcorn it. Popcorn machines. Popcorn whatever. machines. All right, Jack. What about you? Because Zonly multidisciplined artist you're very much the same way you do a lot of visual arts and a lot of music and production as well mm-hmm. so tell me about if someone asks you what do you do what do you tell them and then what does each of your disciplines mean to you uh i'd say i am a videographer who owns his own production company backhouse tapes mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. look today um you got you guys are the creators of the original casting couch exactly well. uh-huh <laughs> yep you know uh, i think that was, was the inspiration it? for my set it was miss jennifer <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah she did great she did great um yeah we then, promised her a modeling gig never were able to deliver but um but we got, got some, a great we, tape we out we of got it. some headshots yeah. <laughs> We got some headshots. Headshots, back yeah, shots. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. A, B, C, you name it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'd say I'm a producer confidently. Yes, you, know, you are. I'm an artist. You know, I've uh, been doing music since I was 10 years old. Started with the drums. So two years doing music. Yeah, yeah. I just turned 12. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. <laughs> that's just that new memory. You know, it's the second life Can you imagine I'm if on. you were 12, you'd be like the number one athletic recruit in every sport? Oh. Like the fucking beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like binge warmers. I am twelve. That's like those kids. Those the kids that are like massive in middle school or something. Oh and you'd gosh. hear all the parents are just be like, "Wonder how long they held him back." Yeah, <laughs> like getting suspicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I remember in uh, middle school and high school, the guy that played quarterback for our team, he was held back two years. 
And oh, so yeah. now I don't know if that was a like a planned psyop to get yeah. our team really good. I mean, oh, it I worked. played against him. He was a fucking tank. Yeah, he I remember was, him. I remember him. He was enormous. Him, yeah, he yeah. was. I remember in eighth grade during the like student versus faculty, like just for fun game, uh-huh. he was throwing down windmill dunks. <laughs> I was like, this guy is different. Like my science teacher, like body checked me and I had to sit down. Yeah. Now, he's like throwing down dunks on the strength coach. Yeah. It he, was brutal. Was, some were built for it, man. Yeah, built some different. Built for it. It's that McDonald's dude. They put something in those nuggets. So you have your, your production studio. Is that what you call production company studio? What would uh, the term? It's, it's called like yeah. a company. It's a company. Yeah, I feel is, like a is. company is like two or more people that, collaborate together in making a product I oh. guess you know it's like so it's not a gang it's <laughs> it's not uh, but it's a company yes but it could be a gang if they well, a gang shit we do have a collective though mm-hmm. that's not true. gang but yeah. collective yes so, we do have a collective yes which so. is alive a l i v artist living iconic visions uh, <laughs> i will never forget your little promo video you made mm-hmm. for your art with Artist living iconic vision. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, uh, that was awesome. That was a fun one. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Fun one. We're, we're two thirds here today. We're yes. missing Boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Boom. Yeah, boom, boom could make it. He owns a restaurant. You guys yeah. do a bunch of cool shit. Like Boom owns a restaurant, and makes music. You paint, tattoo, sculpture, make music, make you know. Uh, would life. you call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not yeah, video productions, but life. I know you've. Like directed videos, would you call mm-hmm. it that before? Yeah. yeah, I think it's just all artists. Every single one of us, even you, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. We all full spectrum. We are artists. We are creatives, and that you could direct, you could sing, you could do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we have that mindset flicked in there. Right. You know? We had those we have visions. That gift. We have that gift to man. bring it to life. Like We're you, artists living. You saw all this in your yeah. head at one point. You're like, totally. damn, I want to do a podcast. That's true. I could see so Cody visionary. Trump spray painted, boom, boom, and you make it happen. You know, that's what that's what makes people an artist. Yes. You know, just bringing those visions to life. Mm-hmm. I will say the the music you guys made, like Alive, the group that you guys are working on right now. I remember. Like when I first heard it, I knew it was so good, and I played it for a couple friends, Paige and Deanna. You guys know them, mm. and I didn't tell them. Like it was like, oh, you know, you know, Jack and Zonley and Boom made this new stuff. I just right. like listen to this new song, and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, this shit is good. Yeah, and like yeah. that's how you know. Like if you say like, hey, I made this, will you give it a lit? Like you it never puts know. that pre opinion already. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, I know them. Yes, Let me really judge yeah. them and think what. Yeah. Let me not be or rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, or not be rude. Yeah. That's what mo- most often like if. Uh, you know, like people listen to my podcast or that watch my YouTube videos or my stand-up, it's always hard to know how good it really is because even if they're not trying, they're just gonna be nice as a friend. But like if you're if like that moment I was able to play some of you guys' music, uh like gather oh I love that song. Um Solid. like play that song for them and they were like, Oh, who is this? This is new and I was like, <laughs> let me tell you. That's yeah. me. No, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Which uh, which a fun fact is our buddy Thunder Jackson co-produced that album yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a lot of the production on there, which was uh, which was fun. You know, but so what I want to do is I want to hear more about some memorable moments throughout you guys' journey. Kind of talk about uh, different things that maybe you experienced that you didn't expect to experience, and then at the end of it, for our serious topic of the day, I want to get into more of the you know there's like a story of what happened, but then there's how you felt about it and like why you felt that way. So at the end, I want to get into those last two things. So I think, uh, but to build up to that, I want to hear more about certain moments from each of you guys' careers. But before that, I want to know, you talked about your creative 
projects you're currently working on. Have either of you ever worked like a quote unquote regular job? You know, and I'm sure like, you know, it's a job working on the artistic projects you work on, but you know, you set your own hours and you're making stuff, Yeah. you know, if you're, but have you ever worked, you know, like a, a normal ass job? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I grew up a paper boy throwing newspapers, delivering newspapers. I still do it to this day sometimes. Oh, nice. Because my, my family owns the El Reno newspaper. And so oh, since I yeah. was 14 years old, they're like, yo, you're going to work. And I was <laughs> like, well, yeah, okay. Like I'll, I'll make some money, get my hands dirty. And, um, you know, that, Doing that, I learned a lot like about business and hanging out, you know, learning from family and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's also like this is not what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Like that nine to five. That's like, what I was going to ask in, if that affected you. Um, you know, that just wasn't, I just knew there was something inside saying like, you know, do this, pay your dues, know that you're you're not better you're not above this mm -hmm. but stick Ooh, to stick stick to your you know your path that you know that is in your heart and in your mind mm -hmm. and and just do the things that you have to do to get there i call that the domino like the domino effect right so it's like mm -hmm. each domino affects each other right so you gotta click the first one to hit number three and five mm -hmm. and ten whatever mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like even though we know we're not meant for one through five we had to do one through five to get to seven that's a great yeah. point because I think a lot of times, and I've even fallen into this trap, it's easy to see like, oh, I want to be doing this, you know, abstract thing in the future. Um, and so it's like with this podcast, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be making this podcast, mm -hmm. you know, but then like building the set and learning the audio engineering and the video and the editing and the research and stuff. It's like that stuff's not really fun. But if all I wanted to do was like make the podcast and I wasn't willing to knock down those dominoes of totally, learning how yeah. they're produced and promoted and, and, and marketed and actually built, then I'm never going to get to, you know, the 10th domino of what Absolutely. I really want to be doing. And right. I think it's easy for people to fall into that trap. I fall into it all the time. Like, like the stand up comedy, it's uh like I perform all the time and I want to be, you know, performing for crowds that are paying to see me. Like the tough part of that is like, you know, you got to spend hours writing shit that sucks and you got to right. perform for yeah. nobody. Indeed. And you know, bomb, like I, like I would, I perform like an average of like three to four times per week. And I would Damn. say like most of them go pretty bad, but that's part of it. You know, you just rewrite totally and try again. And, uh, but I still get caught up in that mindset of like, man, this really sucks. Like yeah. <laughs> nobody's laughing. Yeah. I feel stupid. Right. Like, um, and it's like conditioning yourself though. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, you got to build up that too, uh, discipline. You know? Yeah. 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 What about you? Have you ever worked like what, we, what, we, what you would call like, y'all are going to love this. Man. <laughs> yeah. So my first job, I was the Chick-fil-A cow. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. So my mom used to be, uh, the marketing director for Chick-fil-A back in California. Oh, and shit. so she, she you guys like, get free chicken all the time. Or? Yeah. So, Fuck well, yeah. actually Chick-fil-A today, oh, I thought about dude, it, we used to eat Chick-fil-A almost every day because <laughs> she was, she was so damn good at her job that, you know, she went to her boss and was like, I, you know, I need a raise. I'm putting in all these hours. And he's like, well, I can't pay you in money, but I can pay you in chicken. <laughs> right. So we got free Chick-fil-A. Yo. So like it's our whole fam, that was like one of the perks of yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, she needed a Chick-fil-A cow. She needed someone to get in the costume and go out on the corner and dance. And that was me. So, um, so you wore it like, at like it just outside the drive through. That was you. In yeah. The just, I don't quite remember the, is there a mask or was your face out? I mean, dude, it looked like I was like six foot six inside <laughs> that, inside that. It, and for people that are watching, I'm, 
five eight five nine <laughs> on a good day. Standing um, on his wallet, he's yeah, seven yeah, one. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. right. Don't play. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Shoes. So I used to get in there. I had a whole entire ice pack suit that I would wear like what? underneath because it's so hot. I mean, it's like hundred degrees. You know what I'm saying? Think of that. That's There's true. Like a little fan How in the top many? of the Chick Fil A head. Fan? There's a fan. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many casualties a year are there from, you know, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, dance. <laughs> Chick-fil-A cow dancers? People overheating in the uh, cows. Yeah. Viewers, let's ask you. We're going to take a poll at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, they won't kill a cow for the menu, but they'll kill somebody in the uh-huh, cow suit. Right, yeah. right. Just... Eat more chicken. <laughs> so, or yeah, human. man, you know, they worked me hard. I'd go out there and I'd dance on the corner. I'd come in dripping sweat, man. And then I'd take a break, get like 15 minute break, get some food, go right back out. Oh my. How, so how long did you do that for? A couple of years. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun, honestly. I, I mean, just, yeah, yeah. I put I in my little, you know, my little headphones and I just, nobody knew who the hell I was. I bet you stayed in damn good shape too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, you know, it was, you know, it was like Zumba or whatever. <laughs> was it? So I'm assuming like during the summers it sucked, but like during the winters, I mean, you're in, wearing the cow suit, so staying warm. Right. You know? Not so bad in the winter time. Um, but in the summer, I bet that was tough. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was tough. It was hot. Oh hot. man. Did you hold the sign or were you just like dancing around? A little bit of both. Did the sign, did Versatile. the dancing. Yeah. I did a cheer competition once. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. That's awesome. there, Yeah. There was like the big cheer, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like teams from for like all over the city or not all over the city, all over the state that came in from California. Yeah. And so, I mean, at one point they had me get up there on stage with these girls in the, ch- in the, in, cow suit? in the cow suit oh, yes. and I'm dancing on stage. Like, yeah, man, so <laughs> I've, I had my run. That was, that was my first real job. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it sounds like it actually wasn't that bad, but like working stuff like that, were you thinking to yourself, like, all right, there's something else I would rather be doing? Oh, totally. Were <laughs> <laughs> you just like, kid. I'm being the cow for life, baby? This, this is me. You're like, this I wish me. I was still. I got Johnny fired. Lumen, I'm trying to get dancing. back there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, I was happy to move on when I moved on from the cow. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I worked construction for a little bit with my dad. Yeah, and then I uh, I detailed cars. That was like my other main gig. Oh, yeah. Was detailing nice. cars. And there was uh, the last car that I detailed was a Jeep Wrangler, and it was covered in uh, Oklahoma red dirt mud. Oh, man. and it had dog hair in it, and it oh, took me no. it took me two and a half days to clean. Holy oh my shit. gosh! Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys, I mean, we was getting paid forty five bucks for a whole car. Oh, damn! Right. So I spent. Where I is that? I need to go there. Right. I called my <laughs> yeah. dad, bro. I had to call my dad. Okay, and this was this was the turning point. Um, I called my dad and he came up there and he was helping me clean this car and we got done with it. And he just looked at me and he was like, Zonley, you need to choose right now. Oh, you need to choose whether you want to work manual labor or you want to be an artist. Whoa. And at, it just hit me. I was like, fuck this. I'm not cleaning cars anymore, man. Yeah. That's dope though. That is but, pretty cool. Like know. it sounds like that's uh, like I was talking to you guys a while back about my dad kind of having a moment like that where it's like, Sometimes you're so in the present, especially like manual labor, like you're working hard and you're so tired it that you don't have a lot of time to think about where is this leading. Mm-hmm, so like right. your dad's shaking you like, hey, you need to decide. Are you going to be doing this forever? Or are you going to pursue this artistic dream totally. you have? That was when it. That was, yeah. Because at that point I was, I was tattooing a little bit, you know, yeah. I would detail cars and I would go tattoo a little bit. But the, that was the thing. He was like, you're going to be an artist or you? You won't be a manual laborer. Oh, shit. And so you had to really choose, like, all right, I'm going, you know, full force. Full force. Yeah. So was tattooing the thing that, like, got you off the ground in terms of, like, 
building a business totally like artistically totally i mean that's how we got like our first spot you know it's like you had to come up with a security deposit and stuff like that and uh was like okay we need x amount of dollars you know um and so i was like okay well i just tattooed like five days straight and just like we got the security deposit ready to go boom boom and then you know i mean that's that was definitely tattooing carried um Tattoo carried my artistic uh, dreams yeah. f- for a long time. And you still do time. it to this day. And I still do it to this day, but at this point, it does not. It 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 served its purpose, and I'm still serving my purpose because I get to tattoo people and help change their lives and, you know, do cool shit for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The but, tattoo you did on Boom's chest, the third oh, member man. of their Alive group, I got to see this in person. Oh, that's right. I, um, yeah, I got to see it. it, was, it so it's... Correct me if I'm describing it, but it's basically like a giant. So Boom is from Thailand, and it's a giant head of an elephant across his chest, and the ears are basically butterfly wings. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that. And I was amazed because I've heard people, you know, when they get a chest piece, it takes like two sessions of four hours, and you knocked that out in like 90 minutes. Yeah. It was was just under two hours. Yeah. It's quick. Mm -hmm. Steady hander. Steady hander Z. Yeah. That was amazing. Steady hander Z. I remember, I remember the funniest part was that first Boom's uh, girlfriend, it's not whatever. Muse. Muse of at the time, she went first and it, she got a neck tattoo. Yeah. And we were, I remember you were prepping her like, hey, this is going to hurt really bad. This is going to be tough. And she just laid there and took it. Dude, and that's I one of the toughest clients that I have, bro. She is, <laughs> yeah. she is a badass. I remember after badass. you tattooed her neck and she just got him, she was like, yeah, you're like, you are one tough bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I might not have said the B word, but <laughs> maybe I did. Uh, Either way, she she accepted it the right way. It, dude, she is very tough, girl. Meadow, shout out to you right mm-hmm, now. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I but I remember that Boom went second, and he was he told me later how bad it was hurting, but because Meadow had been so <laughs> tough, he was like, oh, oh yeah, dude, no, no I, yeah, I gave him some uh, sunglasses, <laughs> and so Boom's just laying there, straight face, just <laughs> tears falling down the side, but you can't see him. I'm like, dude, does this hurt? And he's like, fuck yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I remember he was really trying to hold it together. Don't ask she, me that. Don't ask me that. She's looking. She's looking. She's looking. She's looking. Bro, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Hey, Meadow, you know what would be great is if you ran like an errand that took like two hours and then came back. That'd be like crazy nice if you did that for me. (laughs) There's a Chick-fil-A down the road. (laughs) You know that guy in the cow cows, dude? (laughs) Jack, what about you? Was there a moment like, what was it? Because like you said, you do a lot of things now. You've been making music since Mm -hmm. you were 10. Was that the thing that catapulted you into the artistic career? What was the moment where it went from like a hobby to like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Shit. Um, man, it's always been like, I think just growing up and like my dad was very big into rock and roll. He got me introduced to like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, all these big like rock and roll icons. And I just watched them and watched these videos. And I was like, damn, I want to do that. Like that is the coolest thing in the world to me. Like creating and, those visuals. Uh, well more so just being that guy, oh, you know, yeah, like, like I want, guy. I want to make music, and move like hundreds of people, give them feelings, you know, yes. make them feel something because it makes me feel something. So it's like, wouldn't it be cool to like share that feeling with hundreds, thousands of people? Like that would be, be awesome. And be the one who's creating that feeling for all of them. That right. would be great. Um, but no, dude, like it took a while because, you know, life comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like growing up, you know, it was all, it was all music until high school and then 
sports come into play and then it was all football and then mm. you know then it was all girls and then uh <laughs> it uh it starts to starts to transfer and then it became all god and like yeah. i was working at a church camp every summer for six seven years Damn. and um then it became all medical because i started i started dating this girl in my early 20s and uh she was really pushing me like kind of like you know you're not going to do anything with music like you know Damn. you know like there's like a been there yeah oh. you, there's like a bajillion percent chance that this could ever happen like you got to start thinking about your future blah 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 go to college and so i was like you know what all right you're right like i still wanted to do it you know i still want to make music but i was like maybe it could just be a hobby and um and so I decided I wanted to be a firefighter. So I went to EMT school and Damn. like got my EMT license, worked in a hospital for two so years. So if I started like having a heart attack or choking on something right now, you could. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call 911. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> wow. They trained you to hit all three uh -huh, buttons. All Damn. three and, and call. And you call. Know? So, yeah. Four. Wow. I know it gets tricky. That is uh, worth it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was a big moment for me would have to be so I remember I was in the shower and I had been with this girl for about a year it, and a what, half. Did, were you in the shower after you took a shit? Was that? Yeah. yeah. SS and S, bro. <laughs> shit shave shower. Yeah. Zonley was telling us earlier that uh, like whenever he takes a shit to make sure he's super clean, he showers afterwards. So that's why I was making it's, that joke. I, I like to stay clean. Yeah, you gotta stay clean. You gotta stay clean. We're definitely it, cutting that part out, Cody. <laughs> hey, they talked about poop in the in the other episodes. You know, it's all good. Oh, it gets it yeah. gets bad. But so you're you're in the shower, you're having a dude, yeah. the shower, sometimes you start thinking bro, deep the in the shower. Is my spot. Like yeah. sometimes I'll get in there and it's I'll the want to do something afterwards and I'll be like, okay, I got to get in here and like shower quick because I want to do something. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later, I'm just like, I haven't even started. I'm just thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like, sitting down or standing in the shower? I'm standing up. I like to sit down in the shower. Should, if I had a spot to sit down, yeah. I would because that sounds really mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. That does sound nice. You just can't scrape your ass on the drain, man. That's, yeah. That's dangerous. Ooh, that would be Ouch. tough. Yeah, that would no be tough. Yeah, if that. I had like, a, like I've seen showers and stuff or like, like maybe like a bathtub shower. You can sit on the edge or something. Where they have like a ledge in there. Mm -hmm. Like my sister's shower has like a little ledge on it. I'd be sitting there like, oh. But yeah. mine isn't built like that. But hey. so you're in the shower. Yeah. I'm going to cut you off. I, you're good. I'm in, I'm in. It's your show, dude. I'm just a guest. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. let's cut to this. is brought to you by Manscaping. <laughs> in Axe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was, I was in the shower, and I was sitting there just having this, this feeling of just like, of just my gut just being in a knot of just mm. like unhappiness and I just didn't know where it was coming from and I was just sitting there and I just started crying I started praying I was like God like if there's one thing I, I just want to do something in music I, I know my life is meant to be in music and in mm. the arts and however you can lead me down that path you know let it be let it be done let your will be done and the next day got a call homegirl was seeing someone else for a couple months news oh. to me and i was like oh, shit. okay well that's done that sucks i feel like a big dumb idiot but uh <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> for seeing it and, and um, it was, so it was while you were together she yeah, was yeah 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 so, you know oh, yeah, yeah. My boy. i got a good track record for that that man. makes me mad you know but um i get defensive uh -huh. mm. don't don't have, nobody everybody listen at home don't cheat just talk it out yeah and if you're feeling that 
that feeling of or like just break up. Someone just break up. Yeah, you're gonna cheat you know? this breakup. Yeah, it's it's dude. It's that way makes me so mad because you're one of the most better, genuine, you know? caring, authentic people. You never put on a front. You never like that. You never you never mislead anybody. You're always shooting straight. Like that makes me so mad that somebody try, would do that. Hey, this ain't a pity party. We're past that. Yeah, FDB. Um. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And so once that hit me, it was like, well. I don't really love doing this medical stuff. Mm. Like I just was really doing it because I was head over heels for this chick mm. right. and she was pushing me that way. And like, I did enjoy it cause I love helping people. And you know, at the end of the day, I was just like, I love to help people, but not in this manner, yeah, you, you gotta know, help them a different way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got to find a different way to help them. And that's whenever everything was just like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it for real. And it's once you, once you start to really pursue the things in your heart and your dreams that's when the dominoes start falling into place mm-hmm. and then before you know it you know i'm selling beats and oh, then nice. uh thunder jackson kyle he moves back from la and he's like yo i want you to be my tour manager oh, and shit. so we go on the road for, for all of 2018 and 2019 traveling the entire country playing music making money and just living our best lives and it was just like all right i, I feel like i'm doing doing what i'm supposed to be doing and it, yeah. feel, it feels good I heard Damn. about the parties. They were definitely living their best yeah. life. Oh, my God. There's one, and you can tell the story later if you feel up to it, but the one where uh, you guys were doing, it was like when everything was still locked down, but you still wanted to make music, so you did, and oh like God. you went and did the shows for nobody. Uh-huh. Like, that's a cool concept in itself. Like, <laughs> no show, road show. Yeah, the yeah. no show where mm-hmm. you would just play music to nobody. Like, that's kind of a cool, but you said that there, those were like some crazy times denver colorado <laughs> fucking love you <laughs> i lost five years of my life there but guess what i don't regret it that's five years i never lived yeah exactly <laughs> so now that we kind of know what you guys are about what you're pursuing what you're working on i want to ask this as uh i haven't done it to the extent that you guys have but as someone that's kind of pursuing a creative career you know with the youtube videos the podcast the stand-up I found myself in some bizarre situations that if I was working like a nine to five office job, I probably wouldn't have. What's a situation, whether it be like a bizarre situation, a funny story, uh, like a crazy interaction you've had that you've ended up in simply because of you pursuing something creative. And I'll, I'll go first. You can kind of get the vibe yeah, of what I'm talking yes. about. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but it was back when I was making the vlogs. I went out to Club 115 one night. It was when Boom was working there, and he was like the bouncer, so we could get in. <laughs> the dread era, Boom. Yeah, like he had those dreadlocks the down dread past his boom. shoulders, wearing the suits. And so we went to the club, and I had my camera. And I think maybe it's because like the party atmosphere, the alcohol's flowing. Like when you bring the camera in there, people just start going Animals. like like crazy, insane, like um. This isn't the story, but like so many girls have come up to me and just tapped me on the shoulder and I turn around. They're like, is it going? Yeah. They just pull their titties out. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, With okay, great bye. power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them, it, it would be like, some of them were like girls that I was acquaintances with. I right. didn't know that well. And then the next day, you know, I'd get a message on Instagram like, hey, hey, don't use that footage. I'm yeah. like, I know. Where would I put it? <laughs> yeah. YouTube will flag me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know why you did it in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like just weird stuff like that would happen. But one of the weirdest was we were walking out of the, the club one night and there's like a, a commotion. And I look mm. and it's these two and <laughs> like the 
<laughs> I'm trying to without sounding bad. The sounds of the voices, I thought it was going to be like two big black girls. No, it was two white girls that were trying to talk ghetto. Oh, Have you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like uh-huh. the white, like, I'm going to beat your ass. Uh-huh. It's like, like you, they're clearly trying to put on a front and right. act a way that they're not really. And they're, I say they're trying to have a fight because they, it, based on the technique they were using, it was clear they were not capable of doing much damage. Right. Like, they were, <laughs> they know, were the, doing Taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, well, it was hilarious. And so they were trying to have a fight, but it was mostly just like they kind of had a hold of each other's hair and were spinning in circles. Mm, and so yeah. once they finally got separated, I had the camera and I was like kind of filming and they see the camera and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to get pissed. No, they start doing like, they're, it's like an interview. They, like World they just start going. Star. They just start going. They're like, this bitch did. It. I like they just start going off on each other to the camera. Testimony. And I was like, what happened? What happened? Why? Why are we oh fighting? My God. So, Confession. Cam. And so the, this this one girl. So one of the one girl's friends drag her away, and she's like screaming, and we can't really hear. But the other girl stays, and she's like, you know, three inches from the camera, like you know, spitting all over it. She's uh, out of her mm-hmm. mind, and she's talking about. She's like, this bitch does not know what's coming to her. <laughs> I was like, what'd she do? What'd she do? She said, what'd she do? I'll tell you what she does. Like, what'd she do? You don't even want to know. She's like, hey, you don't even want to know. I was like, what'd she do? She said, I'm going I'm to put it to you like this. And rem- talking like this is like a 5'3 white girl. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to put it to you like this. <laughs> On my mama. Nah, nah. I was like, on your mama. She's like, on my mama. And I, this is what she said word for word. She said, on my mama's left titty. <laughs> on my mama's left titty, this bitch had it coming. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why the left? <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, what about the right titty? Yeah. She said, the left one always bigger. <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> I was like, and I said, so I was like, really? So on, on your, on your mother's leftmost bosom, mm-hmm. this, this woman deserved what you were doing to her. She said, mm-hmm, I do it again. <laughs> and then she walked away. Never got wow. her name. Have never seen her again since. It was just uh, wow. one of those like freak scenarios. You still got the footage? Oh, I still have the oh, footage. That'd be oh, a good yeah. TikTok. Go ahead, roll footage. Yeah, <laughs> <That'd be laughs> like that, yeah roll the footage. Uh-huh, yeah. So yeah. funny. Um, I'll have to. It's on. It's on my drive of like unused vlog footage. I'll, I'll show it to you guys after it's over. It's so funny. If I can find it, uh, I'll put it somewhere because it was so bizarre. Uh, but like so that like. And that would have never happened mm-hmm, if totally. I wasn't trying to film with the camera. Like, right. if I had seen that situation normally, I would have been like, oh, turn the other way. Right, but uh-huh. something about having the camera, not only were they more receptive to the craziness, but I was yeah. more likely to get in there. Like, hey, yeah. what's going on? You know, Your like, inner paparazzi yeah, came out. Now, if it had been like, Two huge dudes in an actual fight. Yeah. I probably would have steered clear. Like you never. They know, would have broken your camera. Exactly. It, it was too. <laughs> you know, I hate that the stereotype was. It was two very small women who were mm-hmm. clearly inexperienced with violence. Yes. <laughs> a lot so, of anger so in I those felt, little bodies, man. Yeah, so a I felt very comfortable approaching <laughs> and knowing that I was not at. Uh, you know, my physical safety was not threatened. Yeah. And, and then it took, like now if they had been like get the fuck out of here you know that's one thing but no they were all about they were like let me let me Shut get my man. camera time you know. <laughs> Um, and so what have you guys ever been not in a situation like yeah. that? Cause I don't know if anybody's been in a situation like that, but just a situation where you were, it something, you know, was bizarre about your surroundings because of you know, whether indirectly or directly related to like your artistic career, but a situation mm-hmm. you wouldn't end up in if you were just like doing some normal shit. You got one or I, mean, I go that's, first? That's every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. it's right. I'm sitting here trying to go through the bank. Yeah. <laughs> I got one on the top yeah. of my, uh, 
memory bank. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to use any names because, no, that's uh, you know, but I tattooed these uh, two dudes butt cheeks once. No way. Yeah, this is a classic story. Anybody that like asked, wouldn't tell. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody that asked me like, oh, you got any good tattoo stories? You know, this is definitely in the top top three. Um, so it was, it was two dudes you were tattooing each of their butt cheeks. Yes. Uh, were they, they matching? In a sense, it oh. was like a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a complete sentence, right? So oh, they're like, hilarious. they showed up and they're like, hey, you know, we want you to tattoo our butt cheeks. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. I'm with you it. Know. Um, That's another thing. Like, as a tattoo artist or an artist, like, I'm sure you get strange requests. You kind of just got to go with. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean they're paying. You know, <laughs> there's, yeah. And, you know, this is, you know, it's the domino thing, yeah, right? You yeah, tattoo yeah, some yeah. butt uh-huh. cheeks to get yep. some chest piece. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can't tattoo, like, the beautiful elephant with butterfly wing ears until you tattoo, right, like, the two right, dudes. Right. A third cheeks. butthole. <laughs> A third. Uh, um so anyways they come in and uh, okay this is what we want so one of them wanted best and the other one wanted friends (laughs) okay and so um, they're like were these like two drunk frat dudes no they're completely sober completely sober just like really best friends wow so yeah i do believe they were in a frat okay that was a fraternity yeah yeah, all the box chicks right yeah one of the yeah um to my knowledge they were not drunk um but so i did one of the guys got best. The other one got friends in like this nice, like cursive font. Oh, right? that's hilarious. And so I got done and they're like, okay, cool, cool. You take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like, sure, man. Sure. sure. I mean, it's yeah. complete. You, yeah, know, you gotta exactly. take a picture. Yeah. And so they just like pulled their, you know, yeah. pants kind of somewhat down, just like <laughs> threw their hips together. And you know, it, dude, it was pretty funny though. That That's a good oh, one. Oh, that's, that's awesome, really funny. Dude. It sounds like at least they were like, they were owning it. They were oh, like, dude, no, totally. Super all yeah, about totally, it. totally owned it. Totally. I think uh, if you do something like that, you got to fully own oh, it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. seen one of the guys just a few months ago and I was at like a live painting event, yeah. you know, it's like super serious setting or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you tattooed my butt, dude. How's your, how's your ass, man? <laughs> you know, you got that connection with people. So I think that I'd rather weird. be the guy that has the one that says best he had best you know yeah, oh yeah that's uh-huh. good you mm-hmm. know someone sees that and they're like why is your ass say friend like <laughs> friends. What if friends with an s oh yeah, okay. and after the s is a little arrow pointing towards the hole uh-huh. like friends yeah, this way but best you know you got the best like, ass what's up that does set a standard though because if he has best on his ass cheek He's got to be in the gym, like hitting the squat. Right. I got oh, yeah. the best yeah. left ass cheek yeah. in the state for life. He yeah, he can't to. be letting this shit get flat or saggy. He's got to have been that. his right butt cheek though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because uh, if they, they stood together, yeah, so this is uh, right butt cheek. So he's got to right. just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, get it flexed. Those one legged, one legged air squat. Yeah. Air squat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real. That's man. That's really funny. Uh. Jack, what yeah. about you? Was there, has uh, there been maybe like a time on tour even or like yeah, maybe working on okay. a video that went I'll weird? Give you, I'll give you a tale from the tour bus. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> Just like from the bang that? bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So obviously, uh, you know, we're an independent band with an independent label and everything. So mm-hmm. everything is... Uh, we don't have like drivers or anything or these big elaborate buses. So like I had to go and rent an RV and I drove every like 6,000 miles. Oh my and gosh. You did you know, all the driving? Ev- oh yeah. I wasn't going to let 
any of those fuckers yeah, drive, Yeah, that's true. Dude. In no. the snow? You drove no, through the snow, uh, didn't through, you? Through the yeah. mountains of oh Vermont, gosh. dude. We all definitely almost died. 100%. I was just about, is it hard to drive those things? Oh, hell I yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get used to it, and then you just feel like, I'm the king of the road. <laughs> like, fucking move. People move when you put your blinker on. Hell you know, yeah. But, uh, no, it's this one time we were in Missouri, and um, I think it was Springfield, and there was, uh, it was like a little college town, and we went to this, it was like a small venue, um, but we had just like... Was this on the first tour from like 2018, 2019? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. So, so this is like early days. Yeah, this is early yeah. TJ, man. And uh, we go and we play the show. We fucking did a great job, killed it. Everybody's like, here, like shots on us, drinks. Like, you guys do up? put on a good show. Do, like not you. only is the music good, the show is like very yes. high oh, energy. Full elaborate. performance. Dude. It's a full... Per- that's full the perfect way to put it. You know, that, that Thunder, man, he knows mm-hmm. how to shake it. And you're up there. You're on stage too. You're doing your thing. I see you. I see you. Every time, every time when I'm in the crowd, I if I see you look up, I always try to point at you. Oh yeah. I don't know if you ever see it. Oh yeah. I see it. I see it. I see it. I give the head nod. Oh yeah. Big finger point. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, we had just finished it, and we had started. We were parked. So like, there's only street parking, and we had this 26 foot long RV. Oh shit. Yeah. And uh, we had to park it in a parking lot so i went there like all right jack we'll get the rv pulled up to the curb we're gonna make a space here and uh we'll load up and so i go and i get the rv and i go and i had to parallel park this bitch oh and behind that's tough in a Prius. Uh, yeah it is you're telling me we didn't even have to do the parking the parallel parking whenever not on my test not on my test they i don't skipped it that year i, don't, I don't skipped park. it that year in oklahoma i had to do it and i did amazing on the rest of it and i tanked the parallel parking and I almost didn't get my license. I think you gotta get like a 75 to pass and I got like a 77. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, Made it. Squeezed it by, <laughs> yeah. literally. Um, my sister is the worst driver ever and she got like a 96 on hers. Like, aced her driver's test. Bad she, driver, good at taking tests. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh, I'm not, bad. so our, you guys pulled in the driveway earlier so when we put our trash cans out, uh, sometimes when they like, you know, the trash truck picks them up and puts them back down. Sometimes they'll put them down too close and you can't fit your car between them. Right. <clears throat> and one time my sister was running late for something and it was after the trash people had come, but before I'd wheeled them in. And so they're still out there and they're too close. So it's like, Oh, you get it. You're like, ah, oh, shit. You move them and get back in your car. It takes like an extra 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, she leaves. I get a call like a minute later and she's like, Hey, I was in a hurry. Um, the trash cans, they, they're down. I was like, what? <laughs> I go out there she must have been driving 40 up the driveway because she rammed the trash cans all the way there. One of them is like 40 feet down the street. I was oh, like, geez. what did you do? I called her. I was like, she's like, they were in my way and I didn't know if they were full or not. So I, I had to rev the engine just in case there was some head, some weight resistance. Mm-hmm. She's like, so I battering rammed yeah. them. Sounds like Jesse. <laughs> it does. See a road, see a roadblock power right through. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> over so the empty or full. Luckily they were empty. The nice. trash guy had came and that was, I kind of had a feeling they were empty. Cause I was like, I wouldn't wheel them out and put them too close together. Right. I would, mm-hmm. So I had, a, right. I was like, okay, I bet the guy came and that's how they got yeah. stacked. So I was, Luckily, there was no trash over, but it was hilarious that she had just like, because I could totally see her getting up there, sitting, looking at him like, okay, put it in gear. Mm, bam! <laughs> <laughs> but so, you, yeah, you parallel yeah. park in okay, this RV. Yeah. So, so I parallel park, get it parked, and we're starting to you know, load the gear in, and um, we get it all loaded up, and everyone's like, all right, we got to move it because like you can't park here for so long. 
there's like it's Saturday night and there's cops out and they'll give you tickets. Oh damn! And yeah, there's fucking Missouri, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So, um, so I'm starting to starting to back up and I got my windows down and like I said. May or may not have had a couple tequila shots. <laughs> I do not contone drinking and driving. You're like, I just you gotta know, move it forty feet. But uh you were driving, or, you were driving <laughs> you're just parking. Uh, yeah, I was just park I was just parking it. You know? I'm drinking we were gonna and stay in a Walmart parking lot that night anyways. It was all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um so I start to back up and I got the windows down and this had a, a camera dash on it. Uh, oh, like for a backup a cam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And honestly, like I drive a 2010 Honda and I've never had a backup. So I don't look at it. Like I just use my mirrors, old fashioned, old yeah. school from El Reno. You know, we got trucks. We look at our mirrors. <laughs> you guys are and, riding horses. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, Instead uh, of a beat, beat back it up. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you stop it? You just get your finger, put it right in that plug and it stops. Uh, um, so I'm backing up and out of nowhere, there's like all these college kids on the other side of the street and they're like, yeah, hit the cop car, hit the cop car. No, no. And like, Shit. and I couldn't hear them. And I thought they were just like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And I'm driving fuck up yeah. and then the other mirror, I see Kyle and he's like, fucking stop, oh, no. fucking stop. And then before it was too late, it was just, <laughs> and I look back in the little mirror and I just fucking rear-ended a cop. Oh, I just oh, put the RV on its hood. Oh. And I fucking was like, holy shit, put it in drive, pull up like oh, five no. parking spots ahead. And I kid you not, these cops come out and they just walked up to the tour bus and they're like, what's going on here, guys? And we're like, oh, we we're just loading up. We're about to leave. Oh, we just played no. a show. And they're kind of looking around like a little suspicious, oh, like if no. they wanted to like check out, you know, the the bus or something, which we didn't have any drugs. Or have they seen us. their car Bricks yet? No, they yeah. haven't seen the car. Seen the car? Luckily... There was no damage to the to the cop car. There might have been a, there might have been a little scratch, but like nothing like it's no dark dent. Out, it's so. dark out Saturday night, and like I'm sitting there talking to them, and I'm you know a little <laughs> intoxicated, and, and I just hit their cars. So my heart's going about 180, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting ready to leave, and they're looking at me all suspicious, and out of nowhere, dude, like it was from super bad. These two cute girls walk by and they're like, officers, like, do you know where this bar is? Oh blah, blah, blah. Gosh. And they just turn and start looking at it. like, actually we do. And then like, come with us. And like the girls no. walk away with the cops. And I was like, everybody get the fuck on the bus. We're going. <laughs> We're the fuck go. out of here. Yeah. And we that left. Awesome. It what was, perfect timing. Oh yeah, dude. It was. Horny cops. Uh, you can yep. count on them every time. Every time. That's why they call pigs, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> Horny cops and hot chicks. <laughs> like officer, I, uh, is that you? hot chicks yeah. what where what, what, what? <laughs> yeah I mean, it wow. Was, it was funny. So you guys, I mean, you guys could have gotten real trouble. Oh, yeah, dude, I could have went to jail. And oh, like Kyle was like, usually it's like the artist going getting bailed out of jail, not the fucking manager. Yeah. I, I like, can yeah. see him saying that too. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. That was a fun one. Dude, that's great. <laughs> that sounds like something out of a movie. <laughs> it honestly. really does. Hey, man, we're going to get these memoirs we, and make a movie. I was about to say, we might need to make a short film uh -huh. out of that. That oh, would be hilarious. Sure. It for would sure. be fun to like combine a bunch of like years from now we get a bunch of good stories together and we weave them into like a single narrative right. of just like an adventure <laughs> oh, gone yeah. wrong oh, kind yeah. of like a buddy yeah. film like that uh -huh. would be really funny yeah let's do it yeah that you, would be you heard great. it here first on the Cody Trout pod mm -hmm. yeah Cody Trout pod <laughs> <laughs>
Word to your mother. <laughs> That'd be awesome if Dale added that at the yeah. end. Zonli, you kind of gave an example that might qualify as one, but maybe there was one that, because that one was a funny one, like tattooing the guy's asses. Have you mm. ever had like a client experience or like a commission or a job that ended up just being like a nightmare? Because um, I remember, so this was before, this was a less of a creative thing and more of like a business thing. I used to build websites for small businesses and like to grow our business, we thought, oh, like if we get some good publicity, like get our name out there, like in, in a like positive way, it would help. So we put out this thing. It's like, all right, if your company's nonprofit, we will build your website at cost and then we'll service it for free. Because like to yeah. make yeah. adjustments to the website, um, like it takes a lot of time. Totally. And so that would be paid for our time for usually, sure. but we're like, you know, we'll do this. And uh, we had only one person that took us up on it uh, but it was and still is to this day the worst experience I've ever had in business ever. Like this lady for her little nonprofit that she ran, like she was retired and she just, you know, ran a nonprofit with her friend for fun. And like it was basically just like an excuse for like older retired women to kind of meet and socialize. They yeah. had yeah, this kind I, of I've space. seen Ozarks. I know they're, 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 <laughs> they're, they're, they're laundering some shit through there. Um, but she wanted the most complex, robust website ever, and then mm -hmm. requested updates, changes. It's always the free clients, it. dude. It mm -hmm. It's always the free. Always clients. the free clients. And I remember, yeah. I was like, and I remember after a month, even though she was our only one, I, I told my business partner, who's my best friend, his name's Cade. I was like, we gotta cancel this. Like this is awful. <laughs> like we're gonna go bankrupt. I can't yeah. even work on our paid client yeah. stuff. Like I, this is awful. <laughs> and. Um, she had no shame. She would call me late at night on weekends. You know, bombard me with texts if I Maybe didn't. She just wanted you, bro. <laughs> no, she. I. She wanted the site. I, yeah, she, she definitely she did not like site. me. It was. Uh, it was. I remember. I, I would show. I, know, I had to be like, all right. It's not her fault. Like you offered her this free shit. Uh -huh. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah. her fault that she is getting the most out of this deal. So have a good attitude. You learned your lesson. You're going to keep learning it. But I remember right, she made me learn that lesson. That was brutal. Damn. Yeah. And uh, to this day, because she's, we've, uh, like, she's using a different website host now, but there's still, like, different little pieces of her website from that we made that she uses. And to this day, she'll still call me to try to edit those. I'm like, it's been years. Like, because we, I, that was when I was 20. So I was six years ago. Yeah, and she's like still, a grandson. Like, you'll know, find little Timmy to do yeah, that. Like. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. So have you guys ever had, you said it was like, and I think that's true. Like when you're giving somebody something for free, like when somebody knows the value of something, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm paying all this money yeah. for this. Like mm -hmm. maybe they understand, but like if, you know, you do it for free, yeah. I think they're a little more likely to take advantage of it. Yeah. So have you yeah. guys ever had ex like a bad client or commission experience? Yeah, <laughs> um, I could think of one off the top of my head. I haven't recently actually. So yeah, um, you're I like had, I filmed this intro for this guy's uh, podcast, dude, and let oh, me dude. let me show huge you. douche. This guy, I've never made so many edits in my life. <laughs> no. Um, no, dude, it was actually with recording. Uh, so all out of nowhere, a few months ago, I had this this new neighbors moving the house next door. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, at the house you're in now, yeah, yeah, okay, uh -huh, yeah. And uh, I was like outside playing guitar, and and the neighbor came over, and he was like from Kansas, just kind of you know, 
from Kansas, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey man, like I, you do music, like blah blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, dude." And uh, he was like, "Well, shoot, man, like I'm entering this contest, and like I got to record like just six seconds of uh, of this vocal take." And, you know, I don't have any way to do it. Is there any way that, uh, you know, I could come over and maybe record it, whatever? And I was like, yeah, man, no problem. You seem- You're thinking six seconds. I yeah. Mean, I was like, this, sh- this should be nothing. Six. Yeah. <laughs> so Six hours six. later. <laughs> yeah. So this dude comes up and he's like, all right, so this is what it is. It's a uh, contest to have the most screamo singers what on this one continuous song that is 66 minutes and 66 seconds oh and shit. you know i'm kind of, i'm a very religious spiritual person yeah that's bad energy i don't really dig with that stuff man <laughs> and i was just kind of like okay and he was like, he's like, I never recorded before, so bear with me. Oh, and no. I'm put, sitting there, putting my nice face on, it's like, all right, six man. Seconds. Yeah, <laughs> six never seconds. recorded before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you he know, brings the team to the studio. Uh, that, he's yeah, like, yeah, no joke. That's what it felt like. Oh my and God. you know, we had to go through. Like he's like, all right, it's it's at like forty five set or forty five minutes and. 21.3 seconds we're gonna go there and he goes in and he puts his headphones on at first he's like oh, i don't know how to do it with these headphones and it's like yeah dude just like take one ear off you can kind of hear yourself and it's crazy it, like your ears and your mouth are connected yeah like, <laughs> and, i don't know how i'm talking with these headphones yeah, on right now. right and <laughs> this, like a superhero yeah this and this you know this this country dude just out of nowhere just circled and i was just like what the actual <laughs> fuck and and that was it just for like you know 10 seconds of the clip and then he'd be like okay can we hear it back and I'm oh like, sure man and we play it back and then it'd be it'd it was <laughs> yeah like i had it all dry no effects or anything and he's just like oh i don't know if i like that let me do another one and i was oh. like well let me put some effects and like eq he's like well no it's got to be dry man like because they're gonna mix it and oh I was like, my god! all right man and so he's just like, and <laughs> oh, I was just yeah. like, oh, caught in a loop. And he just kept doing it. And by the time afterwards, I was like, dude, I think they're going to love like whatever you put into this. Like, it's only six seconds of, he's a, like, of an hour plus long song. Yes. He's like, well, it's going in the Guinness World Book of Records. Like, it might get 30,000 plays on Facebook, like the last one did. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. I'm glad I could help you. Oh. But get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, he's only in it for six seconds. What do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Gene I'd, Simmons from Kiss is going to call him, like, hey, are you that guy? Yeah, at 45 40, minutes yeah. and 21 seconds was that you shit you, you just got yourself a record deal <laughs> yeah listen i had a band called kiss i'm thinking you could be the front man for my new project hug <laughs> it's a little harder <laughs> it's a little little more aggressive yeah. and you got uh-huh. just the style we need yeah uh, damn that's that was... really funny and i'm assuming because you thought like six seconds you probably just like did it for free like you know yeah oh. i wasn't like sitting there like I wonder about the charges, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like, that'll be a dollar like, and 78 yeah, cents. But it did end up taking longer. And I was just, by the end of it, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. For yeah. You, and sorry. I need to go pray. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to go need some get baptized. <laughs> you know? Oh, I remember uh, I was at the lake with Paige one time and her neighbor like had this gate code and they were telling a different person to the, the gate code. And we just overheard the conversation because they had to go get something from their house. And they were like, uh, yeah, the gate code is uh, 666. And the guy's like, why the hell? 
is your gate code 666. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was because uh, we're the sixth house. And so like the people that set up the gate code, it's like 111, 222, He's like, you didn't change it? <laughs> He's like, I am not entering that. He's like, I'm not touching them buds. If you want me to go get that, you got to come to your house and put that. And he's like, I'm not going back to my, you're the one that wants the beer. Yeah. He's like, I am not doing it. <laughs> and so he had some, some other random person that was there, like one of their friends go with him. He's like, I am not touching the numbers and that sequence yeah. on that keypad. <laughs> and so he touched and he came back. He's like, there is dark energy at that gate. <laughs> He's like, I stepped into the zone of that keypad, and I felt something. You know, like oh, he was really serious yeah. about it. You know? I bought an extra Reese's peanut butter cup a couple months ago because I was at Seven Eleven, and my total came out to six six six. Really? I, yeah. I said I told totally, you I won't pay that. Yeah, I wonder what I, I was, was doing like, that situation. Saw the counters like here. Hey man, oh, I'm with you, dude. There's there's weird yeah, energies. Weird you know, if you believe in angel numbers, there's demon numbers too, guys. Oh, that's yeah, true. Right. That's mm-hmm. true. But you know, there was actually. Uh, couple of months ago i was going to a live painting and i'm, I'm really big into numerology like i see numerology mm-hmm. today so far i've seen 999 right okay, okay. That's the flip a 666 right mm-hmm. so does is that uh does that make it good uh, or does that is it still like a yeah, negative well, energy number you know they're uh dale's gonna freak out you probably won't even watch this episode <laughs> sorry dale <laughs> uh, but there there is not as much bad stuff. So, like, it's not just negative for a 666, right. even though that's yeah, what everybody I've, thinks, I've right? Okay. But, like, if you look it up, you know what I'm saying? There is uh, some certain positivities to it. Right. Uh, because there was this one day I was going to an event, and I saw it probably over 10 times. Mm. I saw it over 10 times oh. in a matter of just, like, a few hours, right? Yeah. Nothing bad happened that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was still good. Yeah. You know, I still prayed and moved on forward through yeah. it and everything. But, you know, I mean, they're out there. I, th- I think the signs are out there for everybody always. For but sure. you got to be able to uh, be able to interpret them the right way, yes. you know. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, still, I I don't really like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I don't really yeah. like that one. I'll take all the other yeah. ones. I don't really like that one. But That's kind of like, um, like, I guess I'm not as uh, sensitive to like seeing numbers and things, but I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of like with, with ghosts or like demon possession mm-hmm. and stuff. Do I necessarily like believe in it? No, but am I going to tempt a ghost yeah. or demon? Absolutely not. Like if some place is haunted, I'm like, why the fuck would I go in there? Bro, there's right. a little girl in my house growing up. I fucking saw her. There's a little girl <laughs> sitting on the couch right next to you. Yeah, dude. What's up, oh, Shirley? What's up? <laughs> what's up, Shirley? How you doing? <laughs> oh, that's my, my homie. <laughs> nice. Um, but like, yeah, she, like. <laughs> uh, I just really thought in my head, like, fuck, how scary would that really be? Yeah. Like, just like. Hey, turned dude, over check the cameras, right man. there. Oh, yeah, I know, camera. right? I'm like over here kind of freaking out Spooky. like I said that. Dude, the uh, towel just fucking moved in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, there is no bathroom, No, Jack. this is a new house, dude. Ghosts don't live in new houses. Everybody oh, knows that. <laughs> but you never had a sp- uh, spiritual ghostly connection or encounter. experience? Encounter? Not that, not that I know of. Maybe I just, wa- you know, I'm not a, like the most open to that. So maybe Sink I just never turned on uh, by itself. Well, I mean, the motion detector ones. Uh, mm. <laughs> I got touched by a ghost before. I got touched by like, an angel. Like sexually no. or just like in general? <laughs> uh, no, not sexually. Okay, that's <laughs> I told her, keep going. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I got touched by a ghost once. Uh, 
Um, yeah, let at me my hear parents about that. Yeah, at my parents' house, there's a lot of a uh, lot of stories about uh, ghost activity at my parents' house. Um, even from the people that uh, that lived there before us, which is crazy enough. Back to the car detailing. Uh, I'm car detailing for months, right? I find out the dude I'm working with used to live in my house. Whoa. What? Yeah. That's weird. Right? That's really bizarre. Ain't that some crazy shit, yeah. right? Yeah, usually it means like maybe they live on the same street or something, but right. he used right. to live in the same house. In That's same crazy. House. Right, yeah. I mean, for instance, like he's like the big black snake still there. And I'm like, how the fuck did you know about that? The first day that we got to the house, my dad went there first, and there was a giant black snake wrapped around the entrance of the house. What? The door. Yes. Straight Whoa. up. Right? So Holy that's shit. some crazy shit right Did off he the cut bat. His head off? No, my dad didn't kill it. I mean, he thought it was like, I mean, what are you going to do yeah. in that situation? Like, cut you know, right. Oh. You know, shoot it. I would be yeah. scared. But honestly. no, he didn't kill it. He like, I don't know what he yes. did, how he got rid of it, if he just moved on, but he didn't kill it. I know yeah. for Whoa. a fact he didn't kill it. He's a better um, man than me. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been scared. Yeah, no, I would have, dude, yeah. fuck, yeah, I would have moved in the house. <laughs> I know. That's an omen right there. You got me out, dude. I know, like a big black snake over uh -huh. the archway? Yeah. That no. would have been a situation where I'm like, now do I necessarily, like, believe in all this? No, but that's a sign. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, totally crazy. But uh, maybe it was a test and your father showing mercy. He passed. Right? Yeah. So the house yeah. yeah. been blessed. It's you know, still a creature of God. Totally. Mm, true. You know, totally. Um, Dang, that's crazy. But yeah, so no, I got touched by a ghost once. Yeah. Up in my cousin Lance's room, the one that, uh, like, got me into tattooing. Mm. Yes, yeah. And... Uh, Lance always believed that there was a spirit in his room and he's like, bro, I've had these things happen where I've like woke up and I got slammed back down on the bed. Ooh, like, you know what I'm that. saying? Like there's something That's dramatic, in the room. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And so I'm just like, I don't not believe you, but I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I don't have any problems in my room. It's right, right underneath <laughs> yeah, your room. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got good memories. <laughs> yeah, in my room. Yeah. Luckily uh, these ghosts like top floors, uh -huh, right? yeah. you know? And so, I went up into the room, and I shit you not, it was me, Lance, my girlfriend at the time, and I came in. I came in carrying my dog in my fucking <laughs> hand, thinking, I'm like, okay, I got this dog with me. I'm safe, right? Ward right. okay. off the demons. Yeah. Right? It'll bark or something. <laughs> he's or gonna, yeah, yeah, he's going to yeah. bark or something, yeah. right? And so I'm standing there, and I'm, I just started talking to the spirit. I've always been told, like, you know, any d good energy, dark energy, you just have to talk to them. They just want right. to be treated like... They want to be treated like how anybody wants to be okay, treated. I never right? heard that. Yeah. yeah. So I just start lost. talking. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, you know, if they are there, there's a reason why, you know, yeah. and shit, how would you feel? Nobody talked to you for however many years. You know what I'm saying? Damn, right. That's true. So and all you did was scare people. Right. So I'm standing there with the dog in my hand and I'm just like, you know, like, if there's someone in here, if, you know, if, if you're in here, just like, please, please leave my cousin alone. You know, he's just here. He's just trying to sleep. He's, you know, just please leave him alone. And as I said that, I felt someone's hands run from the top of my head all the way down. What? And as that happened, my whole entire body filled with goosebumps. And I fucking ran out of the house. I would have been so scared. Out of the house, bro. Ugh. Yeah. So then I, that was definitely like my first. Uh, I would have been terrified. That was the first time I ever got like touched by a yeah. ghost. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I would have been like it's crazy. Even shit. in yeah. like my own house, if it's super dark, 
I'll like see stuff in the shadows and walk quicker right, up and down right, the stairs. Yeah, so I can't sure. imagine if I felt an actual uh-huh. physical presence. Yeah. Right. Your mind's just playing tricks yeah. on you. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I saw one. I was, I remember vividly. I was like probably nine years old. I was laying in bed and the, my door faced in front of me and I slept with it open because I was scared of the dark, little kid, whatever. And my mom had always told me that like, you know, like, yeah, our treadmill will turn on and like you can hear feet running on it oh. and stuff. And like I thought it was your dad, but he was out drinking coffee in the living room. And so I was like, well, that's crazy. I'm a little kid. Don't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember just sitting there and out of nowhere, and kid you not, a little girl in a colonial dress, like, you know, super long, roughly. Very old fashioned. Yes, very old fashioned was a white silhouette just as you picture a ghost and she walks stops turns and looks at you and starts walking into the room oh no and i just threw the covers over my head (laughs) and just started fucking crying it was just like no 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 but like when she started coming in you felt like the chill and like the the eeriness you feel it oh dude and i just threw the covers over my head and Ended up falling asleep and didn't feel anything or anything like that. But I had to have my mom sleeping me for like a week after that. Damn, it was damn. That is scarring. Yeah, it was freaky. Colonial it's, dress too. She couldn't have been wearing yeah, like some yeah some right? leggings Hot you know? or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little crop top. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna take a break. Cody's gotta take a shit. And <laughs> 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 he's gotta shower. Yeah. All right, so. Here's a question I want to ask. As well, are you guys ready? Sure. <laughs> okay. So I just was, was that like, the question? <laughs> yeah. uh, as creatives, this is a question I wonder. Obviously, you work on a lot of different projects, a lot of different things. Has there ever been a project where you have an idea that you think is excellent, and then when you do it, by the time it's done, you're like, damn, that shit sucked. <laughs> like, or maybe the other way, where you have an idea where you're like, I don't love it, but for whatever reason, maybe there's a deadline, maybe mm. there's some type of thing that you're being paid to do or mm. have an opportunity, you have to make something and you're not excited about it and you don't feel that great about it. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh shit, like yeah. that kind of worked. Yes. Have you ever had experience like that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, lot. tell me about those. Uh, what year did COVID happen? Tw- uh, like 2020 is when it hit it was here. 2020, okay, so 2019, the end of 2019, talking November, yeah. I had a live painting. And during the show, they had hired me to obviously come in and do a live painting. And they told me, I want you to do two. Okay. Okay. So I knew this night, okay, I'm going to paint two paintings. I'm going to do a cityscape and a hawk. Okay. And I'm like, okay, fuck yeah. I can do the cityscape in 15 to 20 minutes. I'll have it nailed. Done. Mm -hmm. I stood there painting that cityscape for almost an hour. Oh my gosh. Okay. Whoa. It was kicking my butt. <laughs> what about it made it so, like the detail that like you just didn't like it? The details, the colors, nothing was just adding up in my mind. How it was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is a great idea. It's going to look great. Da, 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 da. And when I got there to do it, it just wasn't happening. Dude, oh my gosh. And my brother was there with me. And uh, 
I got done with the first painting and he's like, dude, you only have like 15 minutes to like finish. Oh and no. So I was like, I need a minute. And I went out into the hallway and I was trying to get my composure and I was freaking out. Oh, and shit. he's like, dude, it's okay. It looks good. You just kind of have to look at it longer. <laughs> I'm like, that's the fucking worst thing you can say. If I look yeah. at it and I close yeah. my left uh-huh. eye and then I close my right eye, it looks really uh-huh. good. <laughs> right. So I'm tripping out. I'm like, oh, that is the worst thing that anybody could say about a painting. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I got my composure back, took a shot said a prayer went out painted the hawk they took that cityscape up to sell at auction and it sold us uh seventeen thousand five hundred two oh times oh my <laughs> gosh okay so the worst painting that i thought i did the whole year ended up setting the record for 2019 wow Jeez, look at that man. isn't yeah. that weird that's yeah. so, like crazy dude they must I have was, just looked at it longer yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, damn that's really interesting it's yeah. uh as a creator, you, as well as you think you know what you're making, sometimes you don't. Like I had, there's been a couple of jokes that I've written for like different stand-up shows that I've thought were just like home runs. Mm-hmm. And I've tried them, you know, 10 plus times in front of live audiences and they suck every time. Like, you know, the first few times it's like, oh, I told it wrong. Or, right, oh, right, right. maybe, maybe this crowd like uh didn't like it but the next crowd might you know and it's like damn that shit just sucked yeah. Yeah. and then there's been some jokes where going up to the stage even though i've prepared this material i'm like i shouldn't tell that joke that joke's so dumb like nobody's gonna laugh mm-hmm. and it crushes like there was one there's a joke that i make because my mom's mexican and my dad's white so i'm i'm part mexican and i tell some jokes about different experiences i had with my mexican family that were very different from like the white side of my family. And there's a couple jokes that I make that uh, kind of fall in there that I think are not that great, but they kind of set up the next ones. Well, it turns out people think those are way funnier than the ones I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I like I tell a joke about like my mom, how her name sounds really Mexican and my dad sounds really white. And that's supposed to just kind of set up the next part that ended up being the funniest shit of the whole thing. And so now that's like the main joke that I get to. And so it's just, it's just weird how that works. What about you, Jack? Have you ever had an experience like that? Uh, like, yeah, for sure. I get that all the time, honestly, to where it's like, you know, this is a great idea. Uh, how are we going to execute it though? Kind of thing in your head, like, or you can see it and then it's like, well, do I have all the things that I need to set it up? But like for one time, uh particularly it was back whenever that ice storm happened i think it was 2020 it was like just last year yeah, yeah. that big and we was were, it like yeah, october it was like 10 20 days 20 no yeah, power crazy. yeah and uh there was like we had like six guys at our house like we were all hanging out drinking smoking and just like iced in and yeah. nothing going on and uh i remember it was patrick like they was like dude get your camera like let's do something and i was like dude like we're just having a good time drinking smoking like I don't, I don't know. Like, and he was like, just do it. Like, see what happens. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. And so I set the camera and everything and we started just messing around. And once the camera came out, ideas just started coming. Yeah. And then we, we turned it into, I don't know if you ever saw it. It was like a short film. It's called one glove. It. It, was good. it was like a little, short, little horror film kind of thing. Um, 
but to say, I want to see it. Yeah, I yeah, it's, it. It, it should be on YouTube on like Church TV. But okay, like, I need to go check it out. It's called One Glove or the, the Adventures of Lone Star Reynolds and Ranger <laughs> Rice, and the episode's called One Glove. And we still need to carry on from that because it was like fun. Those guys are. Great we see another actors. ice storm. <laughs> yeah, we need another <laughs> ice storm. Just, just ice did. Yeah, those guys are great actors, and um, and you know, once it all started rolling and started seeing it because i like the way i like to videos i like to have in mind like how i'm gonna piece it together while i'm filming it like okay this shot's gonna go great right after this shot and this goes into that transition to that so then it's like that story's building in your head Mm -hmm. and i think if you don't have that in your head then like the footage just isn't near as good yeah then you have to have like a a direction to go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's what really kind of helped me to like kind of grasp my style in a sense to be like is a hundred percent okay to go in there and just press record and you know start piecing things together on the fly in mm-hmm. a sense like you don't have to go in and be like all right i got this script written down it's going to be just like this you know certain situations sure but like for a lot of things that like turn out to be good and where other people like it too it's just been me in the room with the camera and then just like piecing stuff together gotcha you know and uh so you think there's elements of both uh like the spontaneity and the planning and when kind of those two mix mm-hmm. and that's when it's yeah that's the best it, it turns to gold because <laughs> it makes me think of when we were filming my podcast intro like i had that really detailed list of like all the shots i wanted to get mm-hmm. we go out there to get them and it was like at each location, we thought of new ideas. Right. And it was, now I think most of the locations we ended up using kind of in the way we intended, but the shots that made it to the final version were actually stuff we came up with. Right. It's like, we'd get there, we'd film it and we'd be like, you know what actually would be even better? Yeah. Like that's a cool wall. Go dance in front of it. Yeah. And that stuff made it in. And it was Mm -hmm. like, um, I thought something else that was really cool. You have like a knack for knowing like when candid moments are coming. I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> I remember we were talking the whole time we were doing it, but uh-huh. there would be moments where I would just look over and you were recording. And it was like, right when we were having like a really funny moment in a conversation, a really right. interesting. And I was like, Oh, that's really, that's impressive. Yeah. Like, uh, and I remember we, when we were editing it, we looked through those clips and yeah. it was like really funny little moments. Right. I think that's, Really impressive. You have a real knack and feel for moments in conversation that like should be captured. So I, I don't know how you do that. that, but that's impressive. Appreciate that. I feel like I don't know as much about cameras as I do about people. Ooh. You know? I feel mm-hmm. like I think uh, that's with anything in this artistic life is you have to know people. I mean, to a certain degree over your craft. Like you can be a master in anything, but if you don't know people, if you don't know how to interact or, or understand social cues or anything like that, then, you know, it's like, I don't know much about recipes, but I know about food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know this shit tastes good. It's like, that's why some movies with a tiny budget are huge hits and some movies with huge budgets fail. Yeah. Like, it's like, you have to understand what a viewer is going there to see. I think like I'm in the YouTube space. So people are all about, um, I see so many creators and now I'm a very small creator. So it's like, I'm not really speaking from a point of real Don't knowledge. Say that. Don't you say that. Don't say that. Don't you put that voodoo in on the us, future. Ricky I'm going to be a big creator. So all this mm, you right know, now, you mm-hmm. big creator, mm-hmm. right? I just right you're like now. six, five, Speak dude. <laughs> <laughs> very large. You know, most of these guys are short. I am but, so large, <laughs> <laughs> but some of these creators, I, I, you're right. I need to, I think sometimes like, because, some of the things I built are still very small. Sometimes I'll like short change myself. And it's like, if I don't 
speak internally that way now and legitimize it in my own mind. No vanity metric of, you know, followers or viewers is ever going to mm-hmm. make me feel mm-hmm. like it's the the real thing. It's like you have to believe it and be proud of it early. So I think, yeah, you're right. I need to do a Dude, better job of that for I, sure. I seen a picture yesterday and it was like Google, Amazon, something else. And it's these pictures of these garages. Okay. That's where mm-hmm. they started. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shit, man. So where I started, somewhere. I started in the back of my parents' Same. garage. Yeah. You know Why do you That's think it's called backhouse tapes? Backhouse you know, tapes. I was in a backhouse. I was like, Shoot. Ooh, this would be cool. At least it wasn't an outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> outhouse tapes. We produce shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like so many people on YouTube are always trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to like, you know, trick the algorithm into pushing right, the videos right, out. Right, They're trying right, to get right. like, how can we like clickbait titles yeah. or, you know, viewer retention through like these fancy tricks. Totally. But if you mm-hmm. watch like and listen to YouTube creators, especially, and I think this is probably in, in any field, but I, you know, that's the era that I'm most plugged into the ones that, are, have have had great success and sustained it, they all say it's like, it doesn't matter. If you make good videos, none of that shit matters. Mm-hmm. Like, what does the algorithm do? It shows people videos they're more likely to watch. Right. So if you make really good videos and people watch them, they'll get shown. So yeah. it's like, people are always thinking about like, oh, how can I like, you know, my title and my thumbnail and this and yeah. that. And it's like, no, if you make good shit, people will watch it and enjoy it. So it's right. like, um, like you're saying, it's much more important to know about people and what an audience wants to see rather than like what thumbnail and title and configuration is most important right. for an mm-hmm. algorithm, right. you know? And trusting your own judgment too. Yeah. Do, yeah. I, do I like it? Or like, do I, would I legitimately, if I didn't know me or it was just hard to do, Yeah. but it's like, would I watch this or would I listen to this? And once, you know, it does something for you personally, then you're like, okay, well, I got to trust my judgment because I feel like, you know, as an artist, you have to be confident in what mm-hmm. you do. You don't have to be cocky, but you have to be confident. Like, like self-assured is the word I use yes, a lot. Like you yeah. gotta, like, you don't have to like, yeah, 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 I'm the best. Yeah. But like internally, you got to really own, own your shit. Totally. I think you talk about trusting your own judgment. It's so interesting. I was you know, writing stand-up and performing it a lot and stuff like that. And then I watched this interview with this... Uh, now, he wasn't a stand-up comedian, but he's a director of comedic movies. So he does understand, like, mm-hmm. what's funny and how to create humor. And he was talking about all the different ways that, you know, he evaluates material and stuff. And he said, at the end of the day, all the things I've said don't matter. They're just guidelines. Mm-hmm. They're not real. He said, the one thing... He said, do what you think is funny or what you think is entertaining. Right. And it and it stuck with me because I then because I record every one of my stand up sets and watch them and evaluate them. I was thinking to myself like, wait a second, some of the shit I don't even think is funny, right? Like, why am I trying to configure it and work on it if I and like some of the stuff that I had abandoned, I was like, I thought that was really funny, and maybe it just needs some more work, right. and maybe it's one of those things that even if the audience doesn't love it, like. I think it's really funny, so it's like mm-hmm. the you know the crowd that I'm trying to reach will think it's funny. So I, that it's like a weird. It sounds so obvious, but it's something that I overlooked a lot of just like, do I think this is really good? And I think that's why I've enjoyed the podcast so much is because I think like an environment I really thrive in is intentional, like engaged conversations. Mm -hmm. And so like even when I'm editing, I watch it back. I'm like, you know what? Like for a beginning podcast, like this is pretty good. I really like what I've built so far. It's kind of like this self-fulfilling feedback loop of like, you know, hey, I like obviously I see a ton of things that could be better, but it's like, you know what? Like doing something right. I'm doing see, yeah, I'm doing for something sure, right. It's like I'm having sure. a good time. That everybody that's been on it is like, I really enjoyed it. So it's mm-hmm. like it's, something's going right. So that's it's uh it's interesting, like 
stripping away kind of all that external, like, oh, this factor and this metric and this and all that, just going like, do strip, I think this Cody. is good? <laughs> Sometimes you just got to strip away all of your clothing. You guys can't is- see this, but he's stripping right now. <laughs> just listen to the clothes fall. <laughs> got it. So hate nicotine. <laughs> I said I quit. You hold it to me, podcast viewers, listeners. Well, are you trying to quit vaping? Yeah, uh, yeah it's twenty twenty two. Drop drop the jewel. Is so okay. I don't know much about vaping. Do all vapes have nicotine? Um, uh, unless it, they have uh, THC. Yeah. Oh, really? CBD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to quit the vaping? Oh, yeah, it's fucking yeah. terrible for yeah, you. Anybody so out there that's you. that's smoking those vapes, yeah. man, you guys need to <laughs> throw them away. Don't do it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Jack says that as he's hitting it. I oh, dude, I clouds. never, I never like smoke cigarettes. I've always smoked weed like my whole life. Yeah. I've never like smoked cigarettes. Both of my grandparents died from lung cancer from oh, smoking fuck. cigarettes. God. And just Dang. this this past year. I think just like with all the stress of things that I was going through, I started picking it up and now I haven't been able to put it down. And Damn. it's and I recognize it. And I'm just like fucking quit. And I've had this conversation so many times like mm-hmm. with you too. Yeah, no, and, I know, man. Damn. And it's just like you still find yourself like just it's almost like when you go so casually like going to get it. I need to go get a coffee. Well, I need to go get a vape today too. And um, it's like you don't. You don't. you don't, and dude, I'm gonna so. I'm gonna recommend the book too. It's called Atomic Habits. Have you ever read it? Mm. It's the nope. best book I've ever read about. So it's like I don't know how to read. <laughs> I'll get you an audio book. Thank you. There we go. So it's uh, it takes a lot of ideas and concepts that have already been introduced, but what it does really well is it puts them together in like an actionable format where it's right. like here's mm. a bunch of concepts about you know habits and behavior patterns and decisions it's like okay that's all great here's what you can do with this information to make changes that you yeah. want to make in your life yeah so it talks about like habits or even like drug addictions like a lot of the times it has nothing to do with willpower and everything to do with like habit and environment right so like a lot of times like the, in this book this guy says you know if you're trying to be somebody that every day gets up in the morning and works out at 5 a.m. and meditates and journals before mm-hmm. you go to your 9 to 5, which part of that is the hardest? Is it the workout? Is it the meditating? Is it the journaling? No, the hardest part of that is getting up and putting your workout clothes on. Yeah. Because like once you've done it, like once you've started, you're going to keep going. It's like the hardest part of stopping anything is like the first trigger of the habit. Right. So pretty much like what this book would recommend to you is like, Instead of trying to get yourself to stop vaping, just like make sure that you never buy them. Right. So it's like, because yeah. then it's like you can, like it talks about like locking yourself into future decisions. Like if right. you just never have it, you'll still crave it because mm-hmm. it's impossible. And that's the other thing. Like there's all these studies, it's impossible to actually tell your brain to just stop craving something. Mm-hmm. That can happen over time. Right. But it's like, the way people are able to quit cold turkey isn't because they're just like looking at a heroin needle like I'm not gonna fucking yeah, do that. Yeah, it's because yeah. they remove <laughs> the, themselves from, that from the environment. Yeah. And so right. um like I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Like what if you just made a commit instead of telling yourself like, okay, I gotta stop vaping, all you had to commit to was, hey, when I go in the store, I'm just not gonna buy it. Yeah. I'm You're not thinking buying. Of, yeah. yeah. I'm still vaping. I'm just I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and instead of buying them, I'll buy them for you. For yeah, exactly. Thank I, you. I've heard for that about other you. drugs too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the, don't don't buy it. Yeah, just if it comes to you, yeah, you that's that was all. That's always been my motto, kind of yeah. thing. I try I not know. to do drugs. I, I don't do drugs, no. and I don't condone anybody no. doing. The only thing I do is weed, which I guess is a drug, but it's medicine. That's a stretch. Only by classification is it a drug. I don't think it's the same as like. I actually think I don't know how many people agree. I would like. If somebody I cared about, or like my kid one day, I would rather them smoke weed than drink. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that one. Like yeah. if, like if my kid was going to do something like some type of substance, I would for rather sure. him do that. But for sure. Um, so we talked a lot about, you know, what you guys are pursuing as creative individuals. Sure. Some funny mm-hmm. stories along the way. Now, instead of a serious topic of the week, I think the serious topic is going to be kind of around some of the emotional aspects of pursuing mm. a creative career. So mm. the first mm. thing that I want to ask that will kind of set the stage for these next couple questions is what is your ultimate goal with your artistic pursuits? Mm. Now, is it to be rich and famous? Is it just to simply, hey, I want to be able <laughs> to pay the bills and put food on the table pursuing this creative career? Or is it like something more abstract and in between? Is it mm. something you've even thought about? So what do you guys think? Like, I'll go for like for an example you know, um, it's not something that I, and this is kind of a strange one because it's not something I'm particularly proud of, but I would love to be like a really famous entertainer, like being a stand up comedian and packing a theater like that shit sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. creating a YouTube video or a podcast that a ton of people get to enjoy mm-hmm. and especially the live show element. I think that's even more like packing a theater full of people that I get to tell jokes to that really enjoy and like it. Like that sounds awesome. Uh, the money I don't think about as as much like I mm. like the podcast we were talking about earlier like podcast sponsorships and stuff. Um, I don't even intend to really think about that for a long time because for me it's more like I just want to make like makes people feel something makes people mm-hmm. enjoy, makes them laugh cry or think you right. know mostly yeah. laugh and think. Yeah. It's like if I'm doing that for a larger and larger number of people, that's that's my ultimate goal and hopefully someday it translates to like live shows and tours right. and I can build a whole thing out of it but that's really like my goal so I guess yeah. part of that would be fame at some level which mm-hmm. I'm not super proud to admit but I do like the idea of being able to like you know pack a theater right. you know that yeah. sounds awesome so For what sure. about what about you guys what are what's your sure. deep deeper goal freedom I would say freedom one Reach. word I like that yeah <laughs> For sure. Freedom to just be able to not be, you know, just your your average Joe in society who works through nothing, nothing wrong with it. For me personally, I just feel like there's just so much more to life than waking up and being told exactly what to do at what time and living your life to these certain societal standards. Um, I think with music, arts, videos, everything like that. If you pursue it truly, then that freedom comes. Mm-hmm. All that fame, all that money, all that shit comes on its own. But as long as you are choosing to pursue it, like deep in your heart, deep in your mind, and execute it, and do the things that people aren't willing to do, mm, you that's know, a big one. Uh, that are you know that are positive, you know, not in the sense of like, you know joining the Illuminati or anything like that. No, I get like putting in that work behind the yeah, scenes that, that nobody hard. sees yeah. and nobody sees and, and nobody will ever see or care about. Uh-huh. It's just like what you got to do. Yeah. And it's like, that's what will ultimately create that free, that freedom. You know, mm-hmm. like, would it be amazing to have a Grammy or an Oscar or something like that? Sure. 
but that's not like the goal yeah. you know the, the goal is just to be free to be able to be like <sighs> all right guys uh going to mexico today because i just want to go to the beach and oh, um i got my email on you on me my phone whatever yeah it's just yeah freedom that's a great answer i love that and i love what you said about how you were almost equating doing what others won't do to get that freedom so it's almost like having the discipline to do what others won't get you that freedom yeah. which is kind of like an antithetical sentence but it's totally true right. like you know, if you just do nothing and all day, it's like that may be like freedom on the surface, but it's not because you have to like find a way to put a roof over your head and right. pay your bills. For sure. But true, true freedom comes from it, like what you're saying in a creative sense of really putting in the work and building something that resonates with people mm -hmm. to the level that you can achieve a level of success where you can focus on projects that you really care about right. and you're free to pursue what you want to pursue. Man, that's really cool. I love how you summed it up in one word. That was, mm, I got like a, right, yeah. hit me in the chest. I was like, right damn, there. freedom. You know? What about you, Zonley? I'm a little fucking stuck right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? What is your ultimate goal or objective with your artistic pursuits? It could be very vague and abstract or it could be like really solid, you know? Uh, like, why do you do what you do pretty much? I almost feel like that's like a two part, two parter. Why do yeah. what I do and uh, the main goal or ultimate goal? Um, uh, I feel like my ultimate goal, um, my ultimate goal is is the reach, mm. right? And so I feel like in order to have the biggest reach, you have to have the fame, you have to have the freedom, you have to have like the guidance and the vision, right? But I feel like to have the ultimate reach, you know, that's the most Im impactful because if, if you're trying to get this message across or you're trying to get this artwork across, or you're trying to get your video across, you have to have the reach. Otherwise no one's going to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, and I like the reach that I have now and that I have and each year it's grown, but each year I, I intend for it to get larger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so why I do that is because I honestly feel like, I was sent here to do that. I was, yeah. I feel like I was sent here to reach people with my art and make a difference with my art and the visions and the creativeness that I have inside of me was not meant. It was not meant for Edmond or Oklahoma city, mm -hmm. right? Surely it was meant for people here, yeah. but in the grand scheme, it was meant for the world. It was mm -hmm. meant yeah. for people all the way across and people that I don't even know. And I'll probably never know, but they're going to be affected by it. And reach. so, yeah, it, w it would definitely be like the reach world grand scheme. Zonley, yeah. you know, yeah. just like you hear yeah. Picasso or you hear Basquiat, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you Michelangelo, Einstein, mm -hmm. whatever, Steve Jobs. Yeah. I believe that Zonley will be a name like that. I'm not trying to be douchey in the third person. I'm just right. saying like, no, like that's, your goal. That yeah, is dude. that is 100%. And you're doing it. Yeah, for you're sure. You're doing it, bro. Mm -hmm. You're definitely laying a foundation mm -hmm. that is that can be built to that level. It's not like you're just out fucking around. Like mm -hmm. I would say you guys are two people that I would say are the most disciplined in a creative sense that I know. Like when I, mm -hmm. you know, don't want to work on a video or don't want to, you know, work on a podcast. Because as much as I love it, there's times I'd rather like do nothing. You right. know, it's still hard work. And But then I think of like, you know, Jack and Zonla are out there grinding. They're all mm -hmm. like every time we talk, you guys are putting out something new, working on something new. So that keeps me going and inspires mm -hmm. me. I'm sure it'll do the same for a lot more people Absolutely. and like the foundation yeah. you guys have built. And so 
that kind of takes you to my next question of that is the ultimate goal in the in the future in kind of an abstract way. What about in the present where you're at right now? Are you mm. satisfied with where your career may not even be the right word, but like mm-hmm. pursuit of that vision? Are you satisfied with where the pursuit of that vision is right now? Do you feel that you're doing what you need to do to ultimately end up in that space? I feel like you got to be satisfied, but not complacent, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be happy and um, I guess maybe not fully satisfied. Yeah. Am, I, am I fully satisfied? No. Am I yeah. satisfied with what I've done so far? Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm 100% not complacent and I'm going to keep going up, keep going up the staircase, up the ladder. For sure. I would say I'm, I'm excited like yeah. I'm on fire right now. Yeah, like dude. to to have that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the heater on. Shit. <laughs> oh, like just excited with um the the outcomes that you see from putting in the work and mm-hmm. and, and and staying committed and staying mm-hmm. dedicated and how much things really do grow. Because mm-hmm. like this is never going to end. There's no such thing as retirement. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as you know, sipping margaritas on the beach until <laughs> you die. It's like mm-hmm. this journey goes forever. And once you realize that, then you're never truly content. You're, you're content, you know, with, with your, yourself and like your, your desire and what you want to do. But once you sit there and be like, Oh, I reached that pinnacle. I did it. Then what? Yeah. You know, Mm. Like, do you just die? No, I mean it's like That's life a scary goes thought. on. Yeah, and but do you ever just die? Because I'm not just dying, bro. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Uh-huh. I truly believe that I got. I've got. Uh, um, I believe God sent me here, right? And I got duties to do here mm-hmm. on earth, right? But after I die, I've got jobs in heaven waiting for, for sure. me, hundred percent. I feel sure. like I, I've got. Uh, I still have work to do after my work here is done, right? Ooh, and right? And, yeah, you know. This is just a pit stop. Right, right. You know? This is just along the way. This is just the staircase, mm-hmm. right? You know? Yeah. This Almost is like the it's the building blocks for what's next. Right. right. Dominoes, right? Oh, I like that metaphor. Ooh, yeah, that is nice. I like what you guys both said about it's there's there's no one or the other, like satisfied or unsatisfied. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, you have to be like the self image part of it, you gotta be proud of what you've done. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like Look at me, I did yeah. this shit. You're mm-hmm. never gonna yeah. progress any further. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like that feeling of progression. It's uh like especially in like that internal progression and like self actualization. If you stop pushing yourself into new challenges, whether they have great potential or small potential, you kinda just like Bleh. like yeah. you may not be actually dead, but you're kinda like dead for yeah. intents and purposes of growth and maturation. Right. So that uh that brings me to as artists and creative people, you're often making things that other people will consume. Yes, mm-hmm. it's you have a very special relationship with what you've made, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of times it's especially like it's on the, as your reach grows, more and more people will consume it. How do you keep your self-image from being wrapped up in the perception that other people have of your work? Because obviously you have to take their perception and feedback into right. account but how do you keep where is the line how do you keep that from going too far so i think that's something that's very hard you, you got to do stuff for you too mm-hmm. you know i've been having a a really big issue with this for the last like 30 or 45 days right because i've been 
grinding, hustling so hard that I've done all of these commission paintings and mm. all of these live paintings and all these tattoos and sculptures. It was ultimately for other people, mm-hmm. right? What have I painted for myself? What have I right. like done for myself so I can regenerate, you know, I don't know, re-energize myself and, uh, I don't know, man, just like I've been, but I've been thinking about that and I, I was meditating on it the other night trying to figure out like, what do I really want? I want to paint some, it's like on the tip of my tongue or on my mind, but I haven't found it yet. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know it's there and I know it's coming. And it would just and be something purely for your own expression. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not worried yeah. whether or not people like it or if yeah. I'm going to sell it or how yeah. much it'll sell for. And those, those are hard things to yeah. not think about when you create something. Yes, it's hard sure. to shoot a podcast and be like, shit, is anyone going to listen to this? You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or fucking make the yeah. videos. Is a motherfucker going to like it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, it's... Uh, but I do think that if you can find the way to do those good things purely for yourself or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not in a selfish way, but tadly, you know, a little bit in a selfish way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. at times you have to do yeah, things for yourself. Yeah, you got to be a little selfish right. sometimes. It makes me think of, because I was telling you guys kind of the vision for the the podcast in terms of like what episode, like how number of episodes I want to do that are maybe solo guest focused, friend focused. I think it's like long-term what I would love to do is yeah, certain episodes I'm going to, it'll be planned collaborations with maybe a guest of interest that is designed to hopefully grow the podcast to a new audience. But I Mm -hmm. think keeping episodes where it's just maybe a solo episode or maybe an episode with friends where we just talk about shit that we care about that may do nothing to grow the podcast, Mm -hmm. may do nothing to entice a new listener, but it's just like something that I want to make that I can look back on and be like, that was a really great conversation or a good, you know, form of expression. Mm -hmm. I think that balance is important. What what about you? How do you, it's like the balance of, uh, I I thought your answer was really good. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. I would say it's like self-respect. Mm. If you, as long as you continue to respect yourself and respect others, you'll get that mm. that respect, or you'll get that, you know, those views or those people encouraging you or like wanting you to do more. Because when you sit there and you start getting down on yourself because you're doing all these things for other people and you haven't been able to do it for yourself or anything like that, you just sit there back and you're like, all right, well, I know my worth. Mm. I know I know how much I need to respect myself and know that I'm I'm not uh, I'm not doing something wrong. I'm not a, being a failure by just helping others and not helping myself. You just have to sit back and understand that what you're doing in the moment is ultimately for a good cause. It's for yourself too because you're also working on your own craft. Mm. You're the one making it. You know. And it might be for someone else, but it's because you respect yourself enough to respect that person um, to to do it for them and to, yeah. and to finish it and for them to have a, a positive outcome. I like the, the, the word choice of respect. It's almost like regardless of the impact or reach of one particular project, you got to be able to look at yourself and be like, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of the work I put mm-hmm. in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and over time, if you continue to just do the best you can, that success will build and, and it'll come like, it just yeah. takes time. But right. it's like, it's almost like, you know, looking in the mirror and being like, you know what? Like, I'm proud of me. Right. I, I did. Right. I did work that I'm right. proud of right. regardless of the, the impact. So I think that, but the world doesn't know you shit. Correct. You know, yeah. It's like it, you come in here bare ass. You're gonna leave bare ass, and <laughs> nothing's not owed. Spinning for anybody. Uh-uh. Correct. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. is owed. So when you when you really grasp 
on that, you know, because pride is the devil Ooh. for sure. Because if it get, if it takes over, then you can become a monster. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to do the things to keep yourself humble, to respect yourself, respect others, and then everything else just falls into play. Speaking of, I think piggybacking off kind of a couple comments you guys made, I want to ask, has there ever been a time when maybe you lost sight of that and you started to doubt yourself in your pursuits of these creative passions. Cause for I think sure. for me, um, the most, most often when it happens is I start thinking about how I'll be perceived or start thinking about how will this particular venture or project, you know, what if it fails? What if it flops? What if nobody cares? And it's like, well, I'm already thinking about the wrong things. Right. If that's, if those are the, so it's like when I start to doubt myself is when I start focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. So if you guys ever started to, have you ever, doubted yourself in any way and what was that experience like oh yeah man i mean constantly at least maybe once or twice a month yeah you know where it just hits you and i mean i truly think that that's evil in mm. your head because just like there's good in the world there's evil and whether it's visible or invisible um it'll attack you and you just have to be you just have to know that you're stronger than it and you stay stay on the path that that mm-hmm. that you know is for you. Now, do you mm-hmm. think there is a healthy amount of doubt, or is any doubt bad? Man, I feel like you 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 got to have a little bit to really show like how strong you can be mm-hmm. to to be able to overcome it. I feel like it's a human trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think there like a certain amount of self doubt, just from my own personal experience, has been good because. I think it also depends on like the source of that doubt. If I'm, if the source of the doubt is coming from me focusing on the wrong things in a project or me worrying about what other people might think of what I'm doing or how successful it'll be. I don't think that's good. Mm -hmm. But, but I think in terms of like when I, if I doubt like, is this, is this really the best I could do? Is there more Mm -hmm. I could be pursuing? Is there, could I be giving another level like that level of doubt or, is this really the best way to do this? Those kind of doubts I find lead to some really valuable self-reflection that, hey, maybe there is a different way I could be doing it or a better way I could be doing it. Or when I self-reflect and realize, no, this this is the exact way I should be doing it, that gives me like a renewed sense of confidence. So I mm-hmm. think like a healthy amount of doubt, it has to come from the right places. Like sure. if it's from, oh, is this going to succeed or fail? Like that's not doing you any good. But if yeah. it's mm-hmm. from, am I pursuing this the best way I could be pursuing this in the healthiest way with the best methods. You know, I think those are some good doubts. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Almost like critiques. Yeah. Like yeah. self analysis maybe mm-hmm. is a better word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe you didn't have doubt in the moment when you did it, but then you're like, fuck, I didn't do that as great or, yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I do that a lot. I do that with everything. Yeah. man. Like, crit- but I, I'm, 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 I critique, critique, right. critique, critique it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be stuff that I'll listen to on this. I'm like, damn, I said <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Try not to have doubt in the moment, but right, for I, sure. I think that's inevitable to crit- critique it, to not critique it. I used to do it unhealthily, like mm, right? Very unhealthy, your own worst where, critic. Oh man, yeah. And that's that's and then that's what that's really destru- it's like it can be destructive. Yeah, yeah. destructive crit- crit- criticism on yourself, then leading to self doubt. Mm. And the next time you go up there or the next time that you're doing something when really it's just be like, okay, that was that. I'm going to do this better mm-hmm. this time. And now I feel better. And now my energy's here. And 
Right. I'm going to kill it. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like if it's doubt that it sounds like what you're saying is if it's doubt that immobilizes you, that can be really bad. But if it's doubt is in terms of like, is this really the best I could be doing? Well, I'm going to do my best anyway. And once it's done, I can step back, learn from it and do it better next time. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that, but if it's doubt that's immobilizing you, because I've faced Mm -hmm. a lot of that with YouTube specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I want to make, comedic YouTube videos and I it like it may not sound like the most you know noble fancy pursuit but it's something I've wanted to do for a long time now I've made I think like 35 or 6 videos but it takes me forever to make a video because instead of okay I'm going to put this out and learn from it mm-hmm. I'll just overthink it overthink it and I think that's like a bad kind of doubt right. where it's like you have to have it's almost like the balance of having the self-assuredness to put it out knowing yep. that it's not your best mm-hmm. yep. but also the self-awareness to be like that's not my best let me learn why so i can do it better next time so almost kind of removing your emotions to a certain extent from what you're from what you're putting out there which Mm -hmm. is hard to do because also what you're making is so tied in with you know your emotions and and who you are so it's a very thin line yeah it might not be your best but guess what like joe schmo down the street might love it yeah. That's you know, true. That's why you just you just gotta let it go. Just like Put we were talking about the earlier, there's been projects each of us could think of off the top of our head that we thought weren't good or ideas that we thought weren't great, and Man. then they turned out awesome. Because guess it. what? There's no such thing as perfect. So true. You know? no. Whether if, if you think it's perfect, someone else mm-hmm. might think it's shit. What's that if saying? Perfect shit? is the enemy of good. I think that that's cool. I think that, that's a <laughs> that famous saying. I think. It's something like that. Where Cody like, Troutman. Yeah. <laughs> perfect Whoa. is the enemy of good. Yeah. yeah I think it, I think it's true though. It's like striving for perfection will keep you from making anything good because you mm. won't make anything at all because it'll right. never be perfect. Exactly. I know a guy like that. I know a couple, man. All right, that brings me to my last because I know I, Zonley has the artist. He's got a tattoo to I get. Do. So our gotta, last got to get it, man. Our last final point. Here's what I want to wrap up with. We're all. I would like to say close friends Mm. and we're all also in like a creative space where there is some overlap and there's some distance. We work together and we get to see each other work independently. Yeah. All that to say, I would like to go around and do a little feedback session where we say what we admire or like best about each other. And then we also say one thing that we have observed that like, it's like as an honest friend, Hey, maybe think more about this. So, Maybe if that's not super clear, like what I would say for both of you, and it's even though good it's good roast us, dude. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pretty similar, but I, I want to make sure it's like an individual thing. I would say like what I admire most about you, Jack, is that you are because you're like you know, a tour manager doing music videos, um, doing a lot of different music and things like that. <clears throat> you're just in environments that can be very chaotic hectic, even potentially destructive. And like, uh, there's a lot of temptation to not necessarily, I'm not talking like right and wrong, but just do things that are distracting and there's endless distractions you get caught up in. I really admire about you, your ability to stay focused, stay yourself, stay humble. You're always, uh, seeming to just kind of be focused on, you know, what you're doing and never letting, the environment dictate your behavior or your attitude. And I think especially because you're so immersed in that world, that's really hard to do. So mm-hmm. that's always impressed me about you. I've always man. valued that characteristic about Appreciate you a lot. That, man. Appreciate it. Those are kind words. Hey, you're welcome. And Zonley, I think that what I admire most about you is that painting, sculpture, and like art forms like that, it is 
Um, maybe it's because I don't have a lot of experience with it, but for me, it seems very hard to have any kind of structure schedule, um, or plan with those things. Cause it's, it is, that is like, you know, painting and sculpture. Those are like the, the truest of total art forms. You're like making something out of materials. And so I would say that what has always impressed me about you is the amount of discipline and consistency that you bring. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of times, like when I, like books I've read from people that are very, very successful in a creative field, they're like, you can't wait to be inspired. You got to put in the hours to put yeah. in the work. You yeah. put in the hours. Like you're always painting. You're always yeah. tattooing, always working on a project. The dude doesn't sleep. I know. It's like whether or not you're, I, I never hear you saying like, I'm just waiting for the inspiration. It's like, yeah. no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get my ass in the studio and I'm going to, I'm going to work on this thing that I know. And I've even watched you like a couple paintings you did. The, the giant Adam and Eve one yeah, specifically yeah. when I watched you do that live, you were talking about how that was a really hard painting for you to paint because yeah. you didn't quite know how you mm. wanted to do it. I fought it was, the devil through that. Yeah, it was yeah. like a real internal struggle, but you didn't say, oh, I'm going to wait until I feel right. It's like, no, right. I'm doing it today, right now, whatever, mm-hmm. like whatever it takes. This, this painting is going on this canvas. And so I think your ability to show up every day in such like in such an abstract field, but bring such a level of consistency to it. I really admire that about you. So that's uh thanks yeah. brother. That's, that's really impressive. Yeah, dude. Thank mm-hmm. you. Man, I gotta, I gotta follow up with that for sure. Cause mm-hmm. that's, I, I see it 24 seven with you, dude. And it, it gives me inspiration as well. Just how committed and dedicated you are to your craft and to everything that you do. And the, yeah, it's like, if the if there was more zombies in the world, man, this place <laughs> yeah, would be for real. This, we'd be in a crazy utopia, man. We would oh, be man. in a better place. You know, it's it's inspiring for sure, dude. Thank you. Not man. to rain on the parade, but now mm-hmm. from afar, Ooh, something yes. I would challenge you to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say that, and this is you know from an outside perspective looking in. I guess this is more to both of you since it's but but like the alive music, mm-hmm. like that shit is great. And I wonder if, I don't know what the long-term vision is for that, mm. but I wonder if that's not something that it would be a good idea to like really focus more on and dive deep into because, I mean, you guys made one EP and like on Spotify, every song has tens of thousands of streams. It's on all these like playlists. Everybody that listens to it really likes it. And now I know you guys have other stuff that probably you, know, you got to pay the bills, keep the lights mm-hmm. on. But like, I would wonder, is that like an area that there might be like so much more potential to that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I'm not with you guys in the studio every day. So, hey, you may be working on it all the time. Oh, yeah. No, but we um, are, but yeah, sure. that would be I would challenge both of you to like maybe think about like pursuing that even harder because I that was I was amazed at how good thank that you. was totally thank that you. was talks on the on the yep. car ride over here man. oh shit oh, there yeah. we go yep. no we, we never uh we never stopped talking about the music or no. stop creating music yeah i'd say probably at least five days a week we're creating music yeah. right now and that's like what he was yeah. saying there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that happen behind the scenes as oh, yeah. close as we are i still don't even know about mm-hmm. what's going on behind the yeah. scenes oh, yeah. so. I'm, about, I'm about to go eat lasagna with my mom then go to the studio tonight, yeah man. damn there you, you know? go our, uh, <laughs> our next project is coming uh it's going to be titled the open world Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I just got goosebumps when I said yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, it's the open world. Yep. It's I'm just going to leave it at that, man. Yeah. And it's yeah. that's another EP? This is, well... Maybe a full album? 
we haven't necessarily decided how many songs, but there's a lot of songs that fit the fit the open world for mm-hmm. sure. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's coming, man. This year, this year, you'll definitely hear a lot more alive. Good. 100%. I want to mm-hmm. feel a lot. You're more gonna alive. feel a lot more alive, We're man. Feel it, man. I promise. Hell yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Do you have any yeah. feedback? I want to uh, give you guys a Well, first, I'm going to say for you, Cody, your charisma is absolutely infectious, dude. Mm. Anytime you walk <laughs> in a room, you know how to just, like, I don't know if the word is manage, but <laughs> just, like, keep the vibes rolling. Totally. Keep keep the energy up. There's never I've never seen you with a sad face. I've never seen anybody around you with a sad face. Totally. And like everything you do, you're always working towards putting a smile, making somebody laugh. And I applaud you for that because there's a lot of fucking assholes in this world. <laughs> and uh, and you are not one of them, sir. Thank you, man. And I uh, just want to let you know, dude, I I believe in you. I believe in everything you're doing here with totally. Cody Troutpod, with your comedy, with all of your sketches, everything, dude. Just never get discouraged or off track because that's what up. you're meant to do, dude. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. I really yes. appreciate that. For sure. Fire. For sure. It's true, Fire. man. Hard to follow that with you, Cody, for <laughs> sure. Um He's just like, yeah, I, retweet. Yeah, yeah, retweet. Can I get that? Yeah. No, for real, bro. No matter when I seen you, whether it was 7 a.m. in the morning or <laughs> 7 p.m. in night or 2 a.m., bro, your energy unmatched. Mm-hmm. Personality unmatched. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's those are qualities and things that separate you in this world from anybody else out there, bro. And... That's badass. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. And you're a badass dude. I really appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, I haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but stepping away from professional golf for a while and maybe forever, you know, I don't know how much, like, I tried to, you know, late summer of 2021, tried to make a comeback and instantly sustained, you know, well, not instantly, but within two months, it sustained another devastating wrist injury. And so now I'll be out until late summer 2022. And it's mm-hmm. like, I wonder if the writing on the wall that I need to be doing something different. And anyway, the reason I say that is because, you know, during 2020 and 2021, when I was dealing with the the back injuries and the wrist injuries and couldn't play and was pursuing other stuff, all the like, you know, quote unquote close friends I thought I had, turns out we just played golf together. And Mm -hmm. so started spending a lot more time with you guys over the last couple of years and have formed like some really meaningful friendships. And Mm -hmm. so to, to hear, you know, that feedback is, is really affecting i really appreciate sure. it and so Definitely. i i really am yeah. grateful for for all of our friendships what yeah. about i think uh whether like to each other or to me like what are some areas that we want to challenge ourselves in going forward like i i said that it would be uh, and you guys are doing it already like with the alive mm-hmm. music what's what else could we be doing well, so we're we critiquing yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so I think that's something that I don't do a great job of as a friend that I want to do a better job of is like, I think that I do, I would like to believe I'm a pretty good encourager. Like yeah. I observe qualities in my friends and I make sure to point it out to them. Hey, sure. yeah. I respect this about yeah. you're doing this great. But I think one thing I want to be better at is, you know, if I'm really close with somebody and I think there's an area where maybe they're holding themselves back or mm-hmm. maybe I want to ask like, Hey, you know, what's going on? I want to yes. be better about that. So I want to, I'll go you first. Know, yeah. Okay critique cody um you need to start seeing yourself as a big motherfucker 
you need to start seeing yourself as the energy that other people interpret, offer you, and that you put off, bro. I don't care where we're shooting this podcast right now. It's not going to be the same place we're shooting it next year. Mm-hmm. And you need, to, you, need, you need to remember that. Yeah. And you need to believe that. And you need to fucking just believe it, bro. Because there's one thing for sure is that nobody in this world, I mean, nobody in this world is going to believe in you the way that you need them to believe in you to keep going. You got to yeah. believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And you got all the tools, all the charisma, all the swag to be able to do it. Now you just need to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my critique for you. It's just to fucking believe, bro. That is good feedback. Cause that's something that especially trying something so different from, you know, golf mm-hmm. or like traditional business moving from those fields into this one. There is a lot of times where I'm like, Oh gosh, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I'm really that good at this or, Oh, I'll be good someday. And I don't actually believe like, yeah, I'm doing mm-hmm. good now. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think I need to hear that sometimes. Yeah. In the, in the most brotherly uh, fashion, like that's the only ways I'm telling you that. Cause I care about you and you are my brother. And I appreciate so, it. Yeah. yeah. Not meant to be mean at all. No, it didn't come off the way. Okay, I appreciate good. it. Thank good. you. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> Jack, I'd say, oh, man. Lay it off me, bro. Lay Let it, it go, man. Let it go, <laughs> man. Okay. It's like, damn, shower more, bro. Shit. Uh, I'd say, Jack, and it, it's, uh, it's hard to say right now because I feel like you're already in the process of becoming Jack. Yak, whatever the fuck you want to be, you that. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for real. I already feel like you're finding your own fucking shoes and your own, mm, you know what I'm saying? The only critique I could say would just to be to not give up on that and to find yourself no matter what these other people, girls, guys, influences, whatever that is, is don't let nobody stop you from that journey of truly finding yourself and your momentum and your fucking energy and um, your willingness to just keep going and to to use those people in your life, not to use them, but to to take their inspirations and their energies and make it build in you and, you know, become more of you and really give this fucking world what you have to offer because what you have to offer the world is a lot. Straight mm. up. Mm-hmm. That was good. Straight up. Fucking love you, That was dog. nice. Love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Jack, do you have any uh, critiques or feedback for man. us? I almost it's, brought a tear to my eye. Hey, man. I know. This I, had, I, had, I had to look good. away from the camera, bro. It's, it's it brought a tear to my eye. It's hitting hard. hard Thank you, Zonley. That was, I appreciate you sharing. For sure. Uh, hard for me to do critiques just because I freaking think you guys are already fucking amazing in what you do. Um, I would say, Cody, maybe, you know, if these deep conversations you fucking are excellent at, you fucking <laughs> moderate them so well and you bring them out nice. of us and other people, I would say maybe focus on focus on doing more of, of these uh, these deep talks because, you know, the surface in comedy is fun. Yeah. But if it's on 24-7... Then whenever you get to those deep talks, it's hard for an outside person to, you know, maybe take you serious or something. That's true. And I don't say it. I take you seriously. And I'm just saying from like an outside looking in, the the more that like Zonley was saying, holding yourself as that 
you're a big man. I'm the big man, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm very large. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. <laughs> taking yourself serious and, like, being able to channel that that deeper level with people will just take you to the moon. I think you're right. And I 100%. think that, like, even sitting here during this episode, like, I do want this to be, like, a comedy podcast in a mm-hmm. sense. But I don't Fun. think there's yeah. any reason that it can't be... Mm-hmm. Both like we for told totally. a lot of funny stories yeah. and we're also having great conversations. So it's like my vision for this early on was just to like, you know, be funny. But it's mm-hmm. like that feedback. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you kind of hit on something that I've been thinking about a little right. bit where it's like, yeah. I really like these types of conversations totally. where yeah, you get into it. And you so I somewhere with them. Yeah. Mixing elements somewhere. of both of that. So I, I really for appreciate sure. that. Thank Ying you. And yang, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, makes a circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not that square. Z boy for you, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Get man. shit together, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. No, dude. I, uh, it's, I. It's hard for me to critique anything on you either, dude. Um, you, you're already such an influential and inspiring person, and you do your own thing. You walk to the own beat of your drum. I would say, you know, just really, really channel that more often, and, and you know. Fuck the critics, fuck the haters. Continue to just really channel that. You know, if you if if you want to wear white socks with those pants because you like those white socks, fucking wear them. Yeah. You know, if, if you <laughs> if you if you want to if you want to have neck tats, own it, wear it, bro. Like, cause that's you, and yeah. it's a hundred percent individual. It's individualistic. I don't even know that's the word. You, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, and and you know, if you ever lose that, you lose you. Yeah. And and. You know, it doesn't matter what Billy Bob or Shirley Schimple thinks, <laughs> you know, about <laughs> anything on the outer appearance right. or the words that you say whenever you're talking to all these big crowds. Mm-hmm. Like every time you do it, it's special. Mm-hmm. So just don't ever forget any of that. Don't ever sit there and have those little doubts whenever you know you want to do something and you might start thinking, oh, I don't know if I if these are the right words, or if this is the right time. No, nah, dude get that push that away and do it because that's that's a different energy channeling through you that you know is there and everybody wants to hear it or see it thank you damn Mm -hmm. that was well said thank you he's been there with me a lot of times where i've had to go on stage and i've had to you know get up in front of crowds of people and it's fucking hard man yeah it's hard to like at that time have that belief and no doubt in you so i I appreciate that because he's been there like, bro, is this okay? Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, Every dude, time. you have to. Yes, dude. You yes. got this. Do it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate Nobody that. Nobody else in there is going to say it. Yeah. Nobody and else sometimes has that, that in their hand. Yeah. yeah and sometimes that, like, certain amount of maybe, like, self-doubt or insecurity makes you more authentic and relatable. Like, you're getting up there anyways. You're like, yeah. damn, like, this this makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, I'm right. still learning and growing. I'm not mm-hmm. speaking to somebody that has it all figured out. But guess what? I'm I'm up here saying what needs to be yeah. said anyways. I think that's real. very yeah. very courageous yeah, and honorable. Real. But sure. I know you gotta go give a beautiful tattoo to somebody. Amen. So you know I wanna say thank you both hey. for coming to this episode of totally. the Cody Trout Pod. Thank you. Can't wait to have you back. Hey, thank you, Mr. Trout. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Me tomorrow on my computer. Roll the outro music. We'll see you next time.